0: So you have a horse, uh, he's uh, two to one. He's going to pay $6.40, right? You're going to bet $40 into the race, but all of it is contingent on this horse winning. You're going to bet exact you're going to bet tries trying to make the sport. All right, so you whip on all of that. And meanwhile, you could have had 40 to win on the horse and got back $128 for your 40. You would have been up 80, $84, right? Or $88. Um, but why would you do that when you could fuck it up? That's what we do. And then show the guy your losing ticket with your bad breath. Uh, you know, you just had a salami sandwich and, uh, you know, something that was laced with garlic. And you get right in the guy's face and, whoa, look at that. He left out the two
1: <laughs>
0: Like anybody wants to hear about your sorry losing waste. Especially in those circumstances, because they're losing too. If you you know, happen to know the guy's winning, maybe he throws you a couple of bucks and says, uh, You know, here's the forest. Get out of my face here with your whining and your bench. Unbelievable. No- nothing worse than a guy. Sh- I- is there anything worse in a gambling situation than a guy showing he was losing ticket at the track? Oh, yeah, that's the worst. And, they
2: all- and you all do it.
0: Pass awesome.
2: Bitch. Everybody, right? Oh, oh, look at that. I left out the just... two. Well, well, you're an <laughs>
0: asshole. That's why you left out the two. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you lost. You just admit it. You're a lousy handicapper, a poor money manager, and you really have no business being here in the first place. And guess what? You haven't had a winning year in your life. But here we are. <laughs> Every day. The time. Wake up with Defo, Joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show. And a very uh, pleasant good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on this uh, fine Wednesday edition of the Defoe Show. We don't know if it's going to be a fine edition of the show, but it's uh, certainly good to be with you. Jeff DeForest and uh, one Mike Luby-Lubitz, which uh, I can't help but think that it looks like you're in some private investigator's office here. <laughs> <laughs> Those boards in the back with it's... the pictures clipped to the, what is that uh, called? The, it's uh, imagination the board, board or board. some crap for sure. Yeah. It's like a goal board. I don't know. Great. Great stuff. Now, does she have you at the top? I mean, I don't uh, know. I'm in there. Back? Or maybe turn <laughs> the camera a little bit. Is your picture at the top of this thing that you're running this network or of am? criminal activity? I am at the top. Or whatever it is. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm in both oh, yeah? of the tops. Look at you. It looks I like he's it.
0: conducting multiple investigations. <laughs> here into uh, Criminal activity in Coconut Creek. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> My wife is. All right. Good morning, wanting. Julian, by the way. Julian, one of our biggest fans. I man. always enjoy seeing his comments here uh, and uh, all of your comments on the chat line. Always welcome. And uh, we uh, should have a great time today. Uh, Tony Segreto goes all school with us later on. It's brought to you by Texas Roadhouse Restaurants and Catholic Health Services. Uh, yesterday was just euphoria for uh, any kind of sports fan. I didn't even realize this because uh, I had seen, uh, you know, uh, on TV that uh, I saw Steve Goldie Goldstein, uh, one of our former partners and a good friend, mm-hmm. and uh, now with a play-by-play voice of virtually everything here in town. I mean, he's replaced Rick Weaver. He's replaced. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sonny Hirsch, uh, I mean, just about everybody. Uh, it's all Steve Goldstein. And uh, and to his credit, a hardworking SOB, one of those guys, uh, he had an attitude much like mine. If somebody offers you a job, don't turn it down no matter what. Go ahead and take a shot, see where it goes. Uh, you know, you can't do everything, but uh, Golding has evolved in a very natural fashion. And it's one of those good things that happens in the business sometimes where the local guy who was the hardworking trench worker and did a lot of legwork early in his career, was doing pregame shows and uh, halftime and in-between period shows on hockey, on the radio. Not the easiest thing to do. You're schlepping in the arena every night. Uh, and then you have to give way to the main guy. He's uh, been having a sandwich while you've been working for three hours trying to pump up the audience. And then he takes over and says, hey, show 10 scores and gets all the glory, right? Uh, it's kind of like, you know, the behind-the-scenes crew and a television shoot. They're, they're working their ass off. Yep. And then who gets credit for the show? The guy that's doing the play-by-play. Yep. And everybody said, ah, that was a great show. It's like, I, I really had very little to do with it. I, I stood there in front of the camera and went, hey, it should be a good fight tonight. Got two guys going to beat the shit out of each other. And uh, you get all the credit for it. But uh, always nice to see when the guy that did all of the hard leg work, I guess this happened uh, with Boog Shambi also, yep. who uh, obviously has enough talent to carry this and perpetuate this, uh, ended up being the uh, play-by-play voice of the Cubs. Holy Harry Carey. It's popped up. Loved Harry Carey, but those are big shoes to fill. I don't know the Chip Carey shoes uh, were uh, so big to fill. He might have been about a size six.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> who was uh, Skip Carey? Was great. Skip though. Carey? Skip Carey mm-hmm. had uh, kind of a really good approach. Yeah, how Through many carries were uh, involved in broadcasting besides uh, Harry Carey, Three or who four. was a uh, legendary? Speaking of old school, uh, but anyway, uh, nice to see when the guy that did all the legwork in the organization gets rewarded by the organization and actually gets to move up the ladder. And uh, I, I remember when Steve uh, started doing that stuff on uh, CBS 4 here in town. And uh, he, he was going out. He said, well, I got to go out to the University of Miami and uh, do some report. They want me to do first time doing it, not paying a whole lot of money. And uh, then what happens? He ends up getting the uh, Dolphins preseason package uh, as uh, the play-by-play announcer. Uh, it's a pretty nice gig, too. I, I know all of those guys uh, like Ian Eagle and these guys at uh, – have regular gigs in the NFL. They they absolutely clean up by doing those yep. preseason games. Uh, it pays very, very, very well. Yeah. But um, I, I saw Steve on TV on Sunday night, and he was talking about the Thursday opener of the Florida Panthers. I guess uh, they opened their regular season on Thursday. It's yeah. come up kind of quick. The hockey season already back upon us. And I didn't even realize that yesterday was opening night for a couple of teams, yes. including uh, the New York Rangers. I guess there were four teams involved altogether. Uh, the Rangers played the Tampa Bay Lightning and won. And uh, then the uh, Las Vegas Knights, Golden Knights, were on the road against the LA Kings, and uh, that gets us into a little gambling uh, gambling uh, interlude here. As, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: once again, man, I'm telling you, uh, everyone's going to be broke before too long, especially if you follow, uh, like, logic. You, you cannot follow logic in sports gambling. Mm. Logic. It's not a good thing to uh, equip yourself <laughs> with. is bad. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, uh, Michael Leboff, okay. sounds French enough, doesn't yeah, it? Uh, hey, go. Frenchie, who do you like in the game tonight? Uh, exactly. Essentially, this uh, boils down to. M- makes, uh, again, a- an extremely eloquent and compelling case. I mean, uh, th- this is, uh, you know, it- it's Barry Sheck with DNA. I mean, it- it's a beautiful case for the L.A. Kings to bet the L.A. Kings last night against the Las Vegas Golden Knights at home. And uh, you're getting – oh, no, you're laying a price. You're laying 115 to win 100. So uh, you're laying a price here, and he comes up to the conclusion that the Kings should be the uh, logical bet because the Golden Knights, uh, they missed the playoffs for the first time in their, you know, very brief franchise existence, but uh, they were one of the brilliant stories of all time in terms of expansion teams, making it – in their expansion year under the great Gerard Gallant all the way to the the NHL Stanley Cup final yeah, and and putting up a pretty good fight there. And uh, then, I mean, I guess Gallant fell out of favor. Did he tell another owner to go fuck himself? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because
0: I think that's what did him in here. Uh, with the Florida Panthers, even though he was uh, somewhat successful, and he's done a great job with the Rangers. Took over last year, uh, had them uh, in the Eastern Con- Conference final. They lost there, and a lot of people think the Rangers are a logical contender to win the Stanley Cup this year. But uh, let me give you some of this dissection here, yes. me, just just so you you can you know get a sense, people, because it, it's almost like we're issuing the uh, warning on a cigarette package every day <laughs> about gambling by by getting into this stuff. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, Where where do we start here? I'm going to try and condense this down a little bit. Uh, uh, If you look at the numbers from last season, it makes sense that the betting market is having a tough time separating these two teams before opening night. All right. Uh, The Kings and Knights had uh, similarly strong five-on-five numbers last year, so we got deeply into analytics on this. Similarly strong five-on-five numbers last season, but neither club has a goaltending tandem in which to be overly confident entering a new season. All right? So the goaltending sucks. You're thinking maybe you bet the over is in this Quick game, old? Which I think.
2: Jonathan Quick, is he old, the guy for the Kings? Is he still there?
0: I don't even know. You're asking me, hockey roster? I don't know. Uh, you know more than I do know. Questions? <laughs> I mean, I saw a couple of clips of the game. I t- couldn't tell you if Quick was uh, in the pipes, there, as they the, said. The uh, he says, everything about this matchup Quick. screams coin flip, screams coin flip, a good call by you, though, Louie, to even be able to name a player. Uh, I, I still think Dave Taylor <laughs> is uh, out there playing.
2: Well, click's not good is what last night's game shows me. <laughs> I
0: don't know that he was bad. I mean, I'm not sure it was all his fault. I didn't see enough of the game well, let to you uh, finish. give you a judgment you, on the goaltender. You have a whole thing here. But, so uh, anyway, uh, so he, he's saying that the game is uh, is a tight one, which is weird. And a, and a tough call, but uh, he, he's saying that the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights once again have to adjust to a new coaching staff. That uh, they're not as good as they were. That they, you know, may make the playoffs again this year. But you know, I mean, there's a good possibility that they miss. And uh, that on opening night, you should take the LA Kings at home at minus one fifteen against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So what happens? Golden uh, the Golden Knights score in like the last three <laughs> seconds and win the game four to three. Money. <laughs> <laughs> just flying away oh my that's that now
3: there great. was a good
0: call here uh i have to balance this out because there was a good call by stitches who uh, has been uh hot during the baseball season i don't know how hot he's been of late but uh he's a uh, plus a significant number of units uh, as he puts it, he's up 1,506 Ralph Kyners for the season. Nice. He never mentions dollars, but uh, whatever the unit is, I mean, he changes that up every day. And, and he actually took a chance, went out on a limb, I went out on a little bit of a ledge yesterday, and uh, said that, uh, you know, Max Fried was going for the Atlanta Braves. This guy's a stud. Going against the Philadelphia Phillies, who were improbable. I don't know how improbable they were, but, uh, you know, they, they were underdogs against the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals were the higher seed, obviously, because they had the home games. Cardinals had a lot of sentiment going because they had the final year of uh, Molina. And Pujols had been on fire. And Adam Wainwright, who's been pitching since the 30s. Did he strike (laughs) out the Babe at one time? He did. Anyway, all these old geezers were going to be going from the St. Louis Cardinals. And they have a great fan base there in St. Louis. They really love their baseball. And uh, they're going against – the Phillies were going against uh, Max Fried. The Phillies, of course – the Cardinals in two games. And uh, he, he actually says, and the headline says, Max to be fried by Philly. Oh, wow. Uh, fried, as in freed. Yeah, yeah, but it smelled uh, like a Different fried. pronunciation.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, and sure enough, he got torched. That's uh, crazy. I don't think he got out of the third inning. And the Phillies took a big lead in that game. Very, very exciting, though. And uh, I happened to be lucky, and uh, I was watching that climactic moment in the Houston uh, Astros game. Uh, and uh, they were taking on the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners, mm-hmm. improbable victors over the Toronto Blue Jays on the road, beat them in two games, had that brilliant comeback in the second game when they were down 8-1, to one, came all the way back, won the game 10-9 uh, in the ninth inning with some heroics. But, uh, wow, you talk about reverse karma, Louie. As great as that comeback was, the demise of the Seattle Mariners in this game that looked like at 2-1 to one, they had it in a bag. Imagine you're, you're a Mariners money line better, you took the Mariners and the price. Uh, let's see what it was exactly here. I don't want to have to fudge the numbers for you, but uh, yesterday the Mariners were, uh, you were getting plus 185 with the uh, Mariners, and you had to lay 215. With Furlander, the, I think he's a certain Cy Young Award winner in the American League, is he not? Who else could win it? He's better in numbers than, than Alcantara. No, he's, uh, Cy was in, uh, he's a Cy Young. Verlander was in sensation this year. Okay. And he's, and he's like, so Geez. now he's well-rested. He's going out there. He, you know he's uh, just absolutely tough as nails uh, in, in these kind of situations. Yep. And uh, he's going against the Seattle Mariners, a team that was a, a stretch to get into the postseason. I mean, they were in a dogfight right down to the wire. I think they clinched, like, on the second to last day yep. of the season, a playoff spot, and, and then went to Toronto and uh, had a good time there, uh, winning the two games against the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, so you're thinking they're, they're really up against it, uh, the Seattle Manners. Now, now they're leading this game, uh, I think it was 7-3 at one point. Uh it got to be 7-5. They get to the ninth inning. Two men on. This was great, Luby. I mean, this is what's fantastic and comes under the heading again of don't get cute. Exactly. Can you say it together with me in unison here on three? One, two, three. Everybody. One, two, three. Don't, don't get, get cute. cute. My God, I mean, what was this man thinking? I guess, uh, and it's uh, Scott Service is the manager. Oh, Scott, Scott Service, Service is the manager. Is manager? Wow, I haven't heard that name. Seattle Mariners, <laughs> Scott Service, going against the uh, you know veteran Dusty Baker, who I think fell into a really good spot here. Although, you know, I, and I've told this story many times, I'm a huge Dusty Baker fan because yep. he was such a gentleman yep. uh, when he was with the Dodgers, and I was covering the Dodgers at the time. Dr. Scald was his nickname. You know why, Luby? Because he hit those scalding line oh. drives right down the third baseline. <laughs> Man, he could Scald. line them into the left field corner. He was great. Dusty Baker. I want to say, what, about a two eighty five hitter for his career somewhere in there. He was always you know, very, very uh, proficient in terms of his batting average. had reasonable power numbers, not an overwhelming home run hitter, but uh, hit his share of home runs, knocked in his share of runs, and was a very competent uh, all-around player, Dusty Baker. So I had great admiration for him. And as I was a young Cub reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, uh, at the time, uh, I guess, uh, what, I mean, could you consider the Fontana Herald news, a great metropolitan newspaper? The, the, the office door, I mean, was, uh, inundated with tumbleweed that was rolling by and happened to gather. <laughs> well, you talk about starting out in the boonies. Holy shit. This is where it all began <laughs> for me. It seems like where it's all ending. No, at least it's ending on the beach here yeah. in Lauderdale by the sea, which is great with our own station, no less. But, um, Anyway, so I was a big Dusty Baker fan because I remember doing some interviews and it was a kinder, gentler time in sports for sure. Uh, and the Dodgers were a terrific organization in terms of uh, being able to accommodate the press Access. and and a willingness to com- accommodate the press. They, they treated the press like gold, the Dodgers. And I, I believe they really cared about their fans at that time. I, I'm not sure. I mean, the team uh, since uh, been the O'Malley's were, were the owners then. Uh, they have, uh, you know, new ownership, right? And uh, You know, different uh, set of people in there. And and actually, one of the reasons, I guess, that the Dodgers, they were always press friendly. But uh, their general manager was a guy that actually came from a newspaper background. And uh, he, he was uh, just uh, very, very cool about the whole thing. They always took care of everybody. But but you would go on the field a couple of hours before the game and uh, be able to, uh, you know, approach somebody if they weren't busy during batting practice or whatever. All the players are out there. They're playing pepper. They're doing this. And, and anybody, uh, even the biggest stars, would sit down with you, even the lowest uh, schmink on the journalistic totem pole. And give you all the time that you wanted. And Dusty Baker was one of those guys. Steve Garvey was always very accommodating. But Baker was a guy that you felt like uh, you had had a little bit of a connection with after the conversation. A good guy. But did you not fall into a a real pile of shit here? What was the controversy involving the uh, Astros uh, and their uh, manager uh, that uh, led to Dusty Baker coming there? There was something going on there. And there was some ugliness. And then Dusty Baker fell into this spot. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Scott service, uh, there, there are two away in the ninth inning. All right. Uh, the Astros have put a couple of guys on Altuve strikes out. I believe the next batter was a guy named Pena. I didn't see how he made out, but uh, the runners didn't advance and he was out. All right. So now it's two away and you have, uh, Jordan Alvarez, who some people consider to be the second most fearful hitter that you could face second only to Aaron judge, Jordan Alvarez. This guy is a monster left-handed hitter. All right, so uh, what what does Service do? He he brings in, and and don't get cute, Louie. Don't get cute. He goes to the bullpen and brings in a starter. Robbie Ray, who has been completely ineffective in his last several starts, uh, is inclined to give up home runs. What's the one thing that you, you, the last thing on earth you want to see? Is the guy belt one out of the park and win the game? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... So you you have a guy that, that is just a, a flamethrower when it comes to uh, home run balls. I mean, and this guy is, is a human blowtorch on, on the home run balls, and uh, we've seen this so many times in, in playoff situations where, where, where starters do not make great relievers. Uh, they and especially coming in in a spot where they're inheriting base runners. We're yeah, not they were
2: up two. Doing this. So they were up seven
0: five. Seven five. Oh no! Two away.
2: You can't have that.
0: The guy that was on the mound had just struck out Altuve and and the same guy had also uh, gotten uh, Peña up, you know. Make no, they him said out Peña hardlessly.
2: singled and moved the guy to second, but no oh, one Okay, likes him and,
0: and, okay, so that so how the there test. was two runners, runners gave up on. a hit. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two runners on. Uh Alvarez at the plate brings in Robbie Ray, a left-hander. Everybody's like, "Well, I don't know if this is such a good idea." Boom. I think it was the first pitch. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> A gargantuan home (laughs) run. I mean, the place was going nuts for like a half hour. after It was one of the most dramatic finishes I've ever seen to any playoff game. Just absolutely fantastic. And uh, you would have to think that that was a death knell. I mean, you're you're talking about uh, go ahead and pass the lithium to the fans. uh, And, and, you know, beyond that, they may as well just open up a cyanide cap right there if you were the Mariners and you thought you had a chance in this series. Because they had game one in the bag, in their grasp, And uh, boom. I mean, uh, the beauty of baseball, you're never out of it because there's no clock. And uh, the uh, Astros prevail in that one, and uh, the Yankees uh, shaking a little bit in their boots. Although they had uh, no trouble uh, against uh, what has become an extremely inept offense with the Cleveland Guardians. I almost said Indians there. Guardians. As uh, Yankees, I don't know. Gary Cole wasn't exactly razor sharp in his game, but uh, he ended up, uh, you know, getting out of it relatively unscathed as. he uh, only gave up the one run. He had the bases loaded, I think, in a third inning and uh, dropped a, a beautiful slow curveball uh, in for a swinging strike to get out of that mess. And, and then the Yankees went on and prevailed as uh, the Indians now, uh, the Guardians, they're Indian I said it. Guardians have scored uh, four runs in about 33 or 34 innings so far in the postseason. Offense has gone to sleep. Jesus so uh, the Yankees prevailed there, and uh, that that was uh, more than expected. Uh, but four baseball games all day long. I, could you have asked for any more? I remember one of your stuff. To f- I'm sure a lot of you guys did it. I know Andy probably was uh, one of those guys. Faked a stomachache to stay home and watch the weekday day game of the World Series when the Yankees were involved In uh, almost Series? on a routine basis. <laughs> World Series day game. Can you imagine? <laughs> we huh? game three about to get in the way oh here. Wow, we got some God. beautiful sunshine. I'm mean, not going to hear Mel Allen still uh, barking this out. Uh, no, and so you wanted to stay home, watch the game on WPIX. Who the hell wanted to be in school? Mm. And it was like,
1: ah, ah. <laughs> now my mother knew when I
0: was faking a stomachache. And I've told this story a few times because it still surprises me to this day. Uh, this was back. in the, I mean, you're talking way back in the day, Luby, when doctors made house calls. Mm. You could call your doctor, and he, he would spend a little time in the office in the morning, whatever, seeing whatever patients he saw there. But almost everybody else uh, had him, like the milkman, the seltzer delivery man for Mike Mayo, who, by the way, has uh, changed the spelling on his last name to M-A-Y-E-A-U-X, in honor of the fact that he's gone French-Canadian. There I am, disparaging French-Canadians. <laughs> and bitching about a $5 <laughs> seltzer at a casino. Mayo. <laughs> He was I, out last I, night, man. He was partying. Did you know that Mayo has dance moves? Did you have any idea? I could
2: feel it, a younger Mayo. I could feel he it. He was
0: so inspired by this music last night, and uh, I, I hate to give it away. Were you yet, with I him? I love to turn you were, people on to Were you it. with him? Well, he came out. I, I told him, I said, uh, oh, the this guy that's playing at the Tipperary uh, Pub is a monster and uh, he's about to go on a European tour. So he's not going to be around locally for a while. And uh, this is one of the great things about the local music scene is that these, I mean, internationally acclaimed professional musicians, they just love playing. Yep. It's about the love of the game. It's what we used to think about Brett Favre before he started stealing from the poor. He denies that, by the way. I, love He's like, it. I didn't know it was happening. He's like, dude,
2: you're like in the text.
0: The text comes back from the former governor that says, "I don't want to go to prison, Brett." <laughs> that
2: says his name. <laughs>
0: I don't know nothing about that. I mean, it goes (laughs) pentangely. Welfare funds? I don't know nothing about that. Oh, my God. I love it. Well, what does this world come to? It's really a disaster. Uh, uh,
1: You know, uh,
0: thank goodness I'm in the twilight years here. And and I don't consider it that because uh, I I wake up every day thinking, wow, I mean, I'm still here. You're strong. And uh, let's go have a great day. Yeah. Let's do the best that we can to uh, get out of this thing in one piece. And, uh, you know, you can't take it with you. So I'm, I'm going to spend all the money I have. Uh, the Duke turned me on to this of uh, Leslie Visser fame. Uh, the Duke, of course, uh, we haven't seen the Duke for a while. Yeah, but, they're okay. Uh,
2: I haven't talked to them in a little bit.
0: I mean, he, and, uh, you know, I mean, he, he, he's as flush as any human being. He scored like 30 million years ago in the 80s in, in some stock transaction uh, when he was uh, operating a financial firm. And so he, he's been flush for, for the longest period of time. And you know what his philosophy is? I want to make sure the last check I write bounces. Oh, like really? man. That's funny. Good friend. You can't take it with you. What are you going to do with it,
2: right? I mean, if your mom had that mentality, you wouldn't be so safe today. Well, I mean, but I'm glad she left me a little chunk of <laughs> cash.
1: <back>. But, um, <laughs>
0: I mean, I was okay before. And I, I always told her. You know, I know. My mother would uh, You're look the at me proponent. with that concern and say, uh what are you gonna do, and when are you gonna retire? I said, I have no reason to retire. I, I love what In I retirement. do. Retirement? <laughs> you go to the beach. Every retire day. from what? What, I mean, what would retirement I Just be? be a vegetable all day. I don't know. I, I enjoy doing this. I love talking to people. I'm yapping all the time, anyway. So yep. uh, why not do exactly what we're doing and get paid to do it? It's a it's a great great living. It was a tremendous choice. Uh, very happy about that. But but I said, Ma, I mean, I, I'm at this point seventy one years old. I said. How the hell do you think I made it this far if I'm so completely inept that I can't handle, like, the last few years of my life? I mean, I put a kid through college. I, I did a lot of stuff that I, I wanted to do professionally. Uh, you know, had many years where I made, uh, you know, a very significant amount of cash by any standard. And and, and not doing badly uh, even, you know, in, in the twilight years here. I mean, but by normal standards, right? I'm not suffering any. But, uh, you know, she, she always assumed that I was just going straight to hell and <laughs> that all, all life was going to be a disaster. <laughs> is that a byproduct of old age? I, I don't know. I mean, I, see, I don't think that way. I, I'm thinking, wow, look, lucky to be in this spot. Exactly. Good for you.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only thing. So, no, anyway, so. it Mayo but, with the dance moves. I, that's where that originated. You were at the tip. Yeah, Mayo.
0: I mean, uh, and, and we, we we retagged him as an honorary French-Canadian because who orders a seltzer anyway? That's actually a good Some question. Some cheapskate that doesn't want to pay for a drink. And he's assuming it's going to be for free. <laughs> and, and I still love the comment that uh, was made to uh, Mayo by the guy on uh, Let's Eat South Florida that said, you're paying $19 for a bowl of soup. It, he likes to justify everything, too. I mean, you know, he just doesn't want to accept that. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I went there. I lost 500 I paid $20 for a bowl of soup. Well, what am I complaining about? Right? I, you know, it's $40 to valet park your car at this place on a Saturday night. You're getting robbed at every turn. I mean, There's no question. Unless you somehow luck out and hit one of those ice-cold machines there uh, or, or, you know, win money playing poker, I guess that's on you. It's on your own skills. You're not really playing against the house in that spot. But, um, yeah, I mean, you have to expect that you're going into that kind of a casino situation. You are going to get just hammered on any kind of purchase, No. So uh, we made him an honorary French-Canadian, and, uh, uh, you know, what was good was he he actually – he was at Tropical Acres, and he decided to come to the Tipperary pub, which I'm reluctant to turn people on to, and I told him, you have to see this guy, this Matt Schofield is brilliant. And then on top of that, they added in some other guys who also are tremendous musicians. I mean, they put on – we stayed for the first set. It was about an hour long. It it was brilliant, man. I mean, I don't know that you could have seen a better show uh, anywhere – in town or in the country and and this was a deal where you're walking for free now last night because of the guys they had there it seems like and and, and this is uh, you know i mean it's good in a way no you but, hated but it's it. not for me <laughs> that's a crowd <laughs> now the people are starting to show up
2: you yeah. hated it <laughs> like damn this is my spot
0: <laughs> it happened at the funky biscuit i used to go in there on a saturday night now poliak was like with a gun to his head going can you believe there's four people to see these guys Right, and they'd have like a reunion of Cream there, right? Clapton, <laughs> Ginger <laughs> Baker, when he's still alive, Jack Bruce, like four people. Now. Hey, hey, you know, can you make any money doing this? Um, you know, and you're figuring, all right, this is a great thing, but it's going to be out of business uh, sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last night, though, well, pretty. I mean, it's not like they hold a lot of people in this joint, but Mayo became one of them and uh, got up on a dance floor at one point. Look at Mayo. It What's only right? had like a beer and a half. I don't know how much wine he drank a he, probably dr- he
2: had like a bottle, he said.
0: And and it turns out he has fans everywhere. And uh some lady came up to him and said, Hey, Mike, I can't believe you became a fetcher.
2: <laughs> she actually gave him crap about bitching. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Of course, Mustang was all over.
2: I love it. That's great. Yeah. That's great.
0: But, I mean, how much better could it get? You had brilliant music going on, and you had the uh, ball games on TV, and then yeah. uh, the Rangers, I, like I said, I didn't realize the NHL season got underway last night. Oh, you don't read the uh, Sarnia Sarni report because I need to make sure I know everything that's going on
2: in this the globe of sports. It's, like, it's are hard you to separate talk about-
0: hockey, uh, you know, hockey preseason from regular season because it's, what, like October 12th today? I don't know. But they had preseason? Oh, yeah. Preseason yeah, was had, like couple a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They were running double headers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was classic. All right, so the Cats, I guess, open up uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Tomorrow, yeah. The Panthers. And uh, what do you think, Libby? I mean, uh, give me. I don't know. Give we're me a care. They have a new coach uh, that you're not a fan of. No one is. We don't know much about this guy I, I, I don't even know his name Who I've is? heard
2: of Paul Maurice That's my thing Is yeah. I thought oh that's an interesting hire And then when I looked him up Everyone's like Doesn't win the big thing Doesn't get to the playoffs If he gets there Doesn't win Fails 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 I'm Like oh that's a good hire <laughs> 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 My guy You you just went from a guy That actually did a good job I didn't like Brunette yeah. Long term But he did a good job <laughs> And now you're going to the guy That's never done a good job <laughs> Okay
0: Imagine how many razor blades these Seattle Mariners had to swallow oh, last rough. night after it. Oh, my God. That, two runs with two outs? Ugh. Oh my God. Two outs, right? That sucks. Uh, and, and a move by a manager that uh, is always of a questionable nature. And you know when Baker came in? See, I thought
2: there was a guy in between, so that's why I didn't jump in. He no. was the guy that cleaned up the mess after the fucking cheating.
1: Right, that's okay. the Baker, that the safe
2: it. guy. Remember, because he was he by that point, he had people were like, okay, he's done, but he was the good guy, like you said. People respect him. He had won, you know. He had no skeletons in his closet.
0: He had won with the Giants. Cincinnati is a tough place. They now.
2: needed someone clean to come in and clean out all the garbage. So right. Baker was their guy, and he's been there ever since.
0: Oh no, and you know he's one of those guys that uh, I, I will uh, perpetually uh, root for. Yeah, because um, you know I I just it's one of those things where you know like uh, the uh, what was the the Coke commercial right? Mean Joe Green. Yeah, 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 the Coke. Where you know if, if I was that little kid that Mean Joe Green gave a Coca Cola to, and it's like I'll always feel good about Dusty Baker for for that reason. I just still distinctly remember. You know how you can visualize certain things yeah. that you did in your life, Louie? Yes. So, and this goes back, I mean, this is, uh, 50 years ago. I mean, it had to be, you know, uh, well, not quite 50, but close to it. Like late seventies, uh, as, uh, mid seventies, maybe like 75. And I remember sitting in the dugout with this guy. Uh, you know, he, he actually said, uh, I asked him, Hey, dusty, you know, very meekly, I'm kind of shy about this at the time, especially. And I was like, uh, you got a minute, you know, and I got my little yellow tape recorder. Uh, which uh, made me look like a complete clown. It looked like I was carrying a Mr. <laughs> microphone with me. And, uh, you know, and and what is my affiliation? The Fontana Herald News. Yeah, whatever. Which, it was 60 miles outside of Los Angeles, and uh, yet, uh, you know, many people never heard of the town mm. that lived in L.A., including Dusty Baker. Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Bakersfield. Uh, there you go. May as well have been Bakersfield. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you remember those kind of things, right? Well, of course. Where somebody was, was there, he actually said to me, uh, listen, why don't we sit down in the dugout here and we can talk for a little longer? Wow. I'm like, really? Wow. So, that, And that puts you at ease. I mean, it's not like you're facing Devontae Adams and you're a cameraman <laughs> trying to get that shot of the guy coming <laughs> off the field there and he sends you, you know, in, into another uh, area code, which the guy is now filing uh, you uh, know, yeah. police report against Devontae Adams. Uh, you know, and that brings up an interesting thing because it's going on uh, all around sports. And that is the uh, whole look the other way approach uh, with certain people mm. that, that is taken by people in management. Now, uh, would Vince Lombardi have stood for this? No. Mm. He would have suspended Adams for two games and uh, said, hey, listen, our players don't do that. Yeah, I don't care how valuable you are to the team. You just made yourself, uh, you know, absolutely of no value whatsoever. In fact, I don't want to see your face around here for a couple of weeks until you realize I don't care how much of a good guy you are. That was way, way beyond uh, any kind of protocol that we want to adhere to here with the Green Bay Packers, or in this case, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels says nothing. That's weird. (laughs) Well, it's (laughs) not like it's
2: paparazzi at a restaurant. Like, it's so weird, the departure, because it's funny. You talk about the old days, but in my youth, I remember anywhere you went, you saw the Dolphins guys. And yeah. they were always sending autographs. And they were always freaking yeah. friendly. And it, they were always cool. And it was like, and you go to Marlins games and they have the, you get there two hours early. And we would do it every time. And they would sign autographs. And they would talk to the kids. They talked to adults. It wasn't just a kid's thing. Right. Like, it, it's such a, like, I don't get these guys. Like, I understand there's Twitter now, so you can make your own. But the media still exists for a reason. Like, and this wasn't even that. This is when it's a guy on the field like that, he's working with the broadcast in some way. Like this could is the like, NFL film. He's working with things. someone that's yeah. a part of
0: it. So he's a peer. It, it like, turned out he was on the ESPN crew. Exactly. Uh, that was <laughs>
2: exactly. Like I, I understand you're. You're. What I guess they were frustrated because the way that game obviously was frustrated.
0: No, I mean uh, these these guys uh, were so close to winning a game and they're one and four now. Uh, a team that was supposed to do some damage here. And, uh, of course, uh, we were dead wrong. Yeah, talk about yeah. us being, uh, you know, brilliant prognosticators. we, we <laughs> said, uh, like, This was just parroting what looked to be obvious yeah. and had been said by everybody else that the AFC West was going to be division. the dynamite division yeah. in professional football. Now, now, the Chiefs uh, are always formidable, but uh, they're vulnerable also. Yeah. Uh, I guess you, you could say that of all teams, but the Chiefs have had – uh, you know, they lost a game, game uh, improbable to what the Indianapolis Colts for yeah, God's sake. Yeah. We suck we suck and uh, they've been in a couple of dogfights, including a game that they in all likelihood should have lost there to the Las Vegas Raiders. You can't say that because they did win the game. Yeah, but uh, they did more than their share of things in that ball game to make you think that uh, they can be had uh, that uh, and as they say. You want to use the ultimate cliche on any given Sunday, the Chiefs could be dog meat. Well, and the and the
2: Broncos look horrendous. The Chargers have been okay, but not been great. Like so I get him being frustrated, but it's like and I but it wasn't like at a at, at a club when you came out, Hey, hey,
0: who yeah, are you yeah. dating the like come This on, wasn't dude. Alec Baldwin <laughs> showing some <laughs> guy's camera into his face. <laughs> Thank you. Or, uh, it's on the
2: field. Like, come on, man. Just walk around. Tiger's
0: caddy Steve Williams, you know, exactly. taking a nine iron to some Korean woman's head. She snapped <laughs> off a picture of Tiger coming out of the uh, snacks bar there with an orange. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you, you've seen that. It. But but it, it, it's running rampant. I mean, uh, and our good friend Chip Namius on uh, Facebook had a post, uh, and he's right. Uh, you had, uh, you know, several incidents here where, you know, you're looking at the behavior of players. And saying, how is there, like, zero accountability being, uh, you know, administered by the team or the coaches? Uh, Draymond Green punches Poole. Very valuable member of that Golden State team. I I don't know. You could have said that Poole had as much of a a role in their winning a championship or more so than than even Draymond Green did did. last year. Oh, no. He was huge for them. Yeah. All right. So, I I don't know. Did he say something? We don't know the details on this one. But uh, I have seen the video. Bad. Where, you know, Draymond Green uh, comes over to Poole, kind of gets in his face. Poole shoves him back. And then uh, Draymond Green j- just sucker punches the guy. Lights him up. Like it was uh, Geno Smith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who had lost a bet, you know. And, uh, you know, Rex sent that maniac in there to go punch him in the face. Broke his jaw knocked him out of uh, action for a couple of weeks. Mm. Rex condoned that, by the way. But he's the first guy to say that uh, these hits, uh, these vicious exactly. hits on the quarterbacks. But anyway, uh, nothing. Uh, you know, and I like Steve Kerr. Who, who doesn't like Steve Kerr? Show of hands out there. Is there anybody who doesn't like I Steve know, Kerr? Great. He seems to stand for all of the right things. I mean... He gets very emotional when he talks about his father. I mean, uh, all of his stuff. You know, so uh, seems like an admirable guy, but uh, nothing, right? I mean, has he said anything about... No, listen, no. Uh, Nothing. Silence. So uh, I guess it's okay, and I think Draymond Green is back circulating. He was going to take a couple of days away from the Golden State Warriors. I think <laughs> he's back, like, mingling with the team there. He was at like a... What, one of the uh, did, did one of the players' sons have a bar mitzvah or something? I think Draymond Green was seen eating <laughs> a little Danish and drinking a glass of Manishevitz while uh, having his arm around Poole and the rest of the guys. <laughs> Nothing. And, and then uh, th- this was did you catch this uh, in the Yankees game where uh, Donaldson hits what appears home to be run. a home run? I thought it was a home run. Yeah, last night. All right, so it uh, bounces uh, apparently it's off the top of the wall. Of the wall. I don't know. Top of the wall, comes back in, and the guy's in his home run trot, and he gets thrown out going back to first base because yep. uh, he didn't run it out.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and that's been a, a steady complaint, especially with the Yankees and Aaron Boone all year long, that, uh, you know, the announcers ignore this so when it comes to, I mean, when it's a visiting team and they make this kind of blunder where guy stands there and poses, and then all of a sudden it's off the wall. And, uh, you know, he ends up getting a single on what should have been just uh, the easiest of doubles and maybe even a threat to be a 3 bagger. But because the guy wasn't running, uh, you know, he's lucky to get to first base. In this case, uh, Donaldson had rounded first base, rounded it too far, balls back in play, and he gets thrown out trying to go back to first base in a playoff game. Movie, if you're not going to hustle there, when are you going to actually, like, uh, exhibit any of the characteristics that are so fundamental to uh, winning or losing in any sport where, you know, you take nothing for granted and you run everything out? What do
2: you mean? Uh, in in play- look, and I thought it hit the top of the – Fence, but didn't some I guess a player t- a fan touched it or something? I don't know.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, I thought I saw a replay where a fan touched it. Should have been a homer.
2: I that's what I think they were saying because I saw it hit the top of the fence, and I'm like, okay, I know I've taken some time from being a huge baseball fan, but I know the rules. Like, if it's a top, top, it's a home run. I'm like, I don't know, but what my favorite? But don't part you is, run
0: until you know it's my favorite you know, part is yeah.
2: to get back to what you're saying. He's come. He was complaining on the feet, like the ball wasn't in yet. It came off the top. Yeah. he's rounding first, screaming, doing the stupid thing that they do, like it should be a home run. Yeah. They get the ball in. I'm like, oh, he's only going to get a single, and they catch him in a rundown. I'm like, how do they catch him in a rundown? Right. I'm like, oh, my God. he's. How are you complaining? It's like when LeBron complains about a foul, and then yeah. Steph goes and nails a three. It's like, dude, finish the play first before – like get the second base before you bitch about that it should be a home run. Like – that was weird. Uh, that, was, was weird. Uh,
0: that was very strange. But not uncommon with the Yankees and Aaron Boone uh, tolerating the fact that uh, he has a lot of guys that have done this consistently throughout the season where they, they hit a ground ball short that it looks like a routine grounder. They, they don't run. They don't even leave the batter's box. The guy bobbles a ball. All of a sudden, he's juggling it and then throws him out by a mile anyway because uh, there was no pressure put on the defense. Zero. Because you had already conceded the out. I mean, you should never do that, right? You're only batting. Four or five times a game. Yep. Correct? And now, now, how how can you possibly justify, I mean, I don't know that everybody's going to be Pete Rose there and run out of walk, but um, how, how do you not, and that was, I mean, when I was playing baseball, I always felt like I don't care where I hit the ball, I don't care if it's a pop-up, I'm running as, I'm standing on second base when the ball is caught. And, you know, it, it could happen uh, 99 times. And, and then on the 100th time, when a fat kid in right field finally drops the ball, <laughs> You're on third, but, but it's worth it, right? I mean, cause you're only asked to do this four times a game. How, how difficult is it to make yourself and say to yourself, Hey, no matter where this goes, I don't care if it's a chopper. I don't care if it's a, you know, just an absolute smash to the shortstop. Uh, I don't care if it went right to the first baseman. I am running as hard as I can until I'm out that, that, that should be a given. No, well, I mean, f- why do they have spring training? What what is the point of going over fundamental? Okay, guys, we're going to practice them this. <laughs> but when it, when it happens routinely throughout the year, Aaron Boone has shrugged his shoulders, and uh, Chipper is right. He's like, uh, how, how is there nothing said to this guy for not running? As if, the you know, assuming that the ball was in play. Nothing. Uh, totally defended by the manager, as was uh, Draymond Green's actions by Steve Kerr. And uh, also, Josh McDaniels uh, coming out after the game and saying Devontae Adams is a great guy. I tell you what. Oh, really? Nothing. I hate that. Nothing from the team. You got to
2: stand up a little. Come on, man. Look, you got to have your guys back if the things are questionable. But (laughs) you see him just shove the dude. You got to be like, look, we don't accept that here. We hold ourselves to a higher standard. You know, all the stuff. Like, okay, I don't know. There's a reason some guys make it and some guys don't. To me, if you're not willing to be accountable – then how can you learn from your mistakes and get better? Like that—that—that's the first step of, of, of growth is accepting failure, and then learning from it. If you can't say this was a bad action, but it won't happen again, then it'll keep happening again.
0: Adams did apologize. Uh, I you know, get it, but right the coach, now. I'm
2: saying, like, come on, you can't.
0: But it wasn't like he helped the guy up, you know, and said, "Hey, wow, I, I just flipped here. I'm sorry." Because. He did have great reason to be frustrated. Look, the, the team fell to one and four, pretty much out of contention. A few one and four teams, uh, even in a seventeen game season. I would imagine uh, the odds are prohibitive of them making the postseason, even at this point. It's not over, but you know it, it's starting to get there. They, they've been snake bitten all year long. They could just as easily be five and zero, like a lot of teams could say. And uh, he had a play that that was uh, spectacular uh, in in its nature, but unfortunately ended up being a pass uh, that that was caught out of bounds where and you've probably seen his clip movie where you know they they are going to be in field goal range for the game-winning field goal late in the ball game the Raiders are driving and Adams makes a a terrific catch but he he very briefly bobbled the ball Mm -hmm. as he was going out of bounds and it turned out even though he had uh, expertly and very professionally uh, tapped his toe in when when he first got hold of the ball because he bobbled it he ended up being out of bounds and, and the uh Original uh, ruling of a catch was overturned, rightfully so, but that took them uh, from being in field goal range to uh, going back like 20 yards, and and then, unfortunately for the Raiders, uh, things went south from there. So, uh, oh, oh no, they they actually ended up scoring, and and then you know they they missed by like an inch. Of, mm, stupid uh, ass. I won the game anyway, so it, it was a disaster. Now uh, that was after that though. Yeah, after yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They, they would have kicked a field goal and won the ball game. Yeah. And, then, and then they ended up not scoring. But uh, he had every... Re- I remember, and he, like, fired his helmet. The guy did kind of jump in front of him. I I, I don't know. What, what do you think, Louie? Are we being too harsh on these guys? I, I know. I,
2: I, I think if it's someone that's on the field, you need to realize... Look, not when they... My favorite... We have not even talk about this. The guy that ran on the field, and then they tackled him, and then the guy oh, who yeah. ran on the field wants to sue or press charge. Like, dude, you right. ran on the field. Like, Never mind that he came out there with, like,
0: a flare coming <laughs> out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> in a foreign stadium.
2: Like this isn't that a guy? It was one of the long cameras. You can tell he works with one yeah. of the uh, organizations. He's there for that reason. Like just walk by him. Just walk by him. Like it's not. It's not that that hard. Like you can do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that that was uh, you know that was ugly. And I remember when it happened. I was like looking at this on. The, I, I don't even know if they uh, made a comment about it because uh, you know they, they probably uh, you know, in they the game, announcers. Yeah, I Making too much money to uh, even mention it. It, yeah. it was unbelievable. All right, a uh, lot of stuff going on in the sporting world. You have a big week of uh, football on tap as well. Yes, More sir. baseball games today. Down to two games uh, in um, the uh, divisional playoffs. And uh, which one goes today? Is it the it's National it's League? Phillies. I, think? I, I see that the Phillies play today. And okay, so Philly's it's the National Braves, League. Is
2: coming Padres, Dodgers. Yes, sir. Na-
0: National. Are the Phillies uh, capable of doing it again? They actually I don't know. Uh, I, I, they have Wheeler. They have Wheeler on the mound tonight, so uh, that, that's a good thing for them. That's for sure. I'm confused
2: by the fact that the Phillies have been this this successful. I thought they eked themselves a place in the playoffs. This is, yeah. I'm confused. Surprising, man.
0: And Brace Harper coming through in a clutch. He seems to be uh, in the middle of anything good that's <laughs> happening for the Phillies. Are well, we dead wrong about that, too. You can go AFC West. <laughs> Bryce Harper being uh, more overrated than the stone crab, which, uh, wow, not only is the stone crab overrated, Luby, but it's overpriced. Oh, yeah. Anybody really out there willing to pay like $80 a pound to eat stone crabs? Are they that good,
1: Luby? Oh, no, Uh, you're talking to
0: the wrong person. You know me. Yeah.
2: I like good food, but it it depends. (laughs) I think that
0: phony crab meat that they make out of (laughs) carp might be more tasty than the stone crab. (laughs) We'll argue that with Mayo. Right <laughs> I was going to say
2: that to Mayo.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure Mayo's going to make the lunchbox today. He, he was in fine spirits last night, which was good to see. I love it. It, it is a weird thing that, that in South Florida, and and uh, maybe the you know the the word is out there, but I mean where it takes people forever to catch on to a good thing here. Uh, it was years before uh, you know even I mean what I think is the finest musical venue anywhere in the country, the Funky Biscuit. I mean, that may be a little bit of a stretch, but it's not, in my opinion, because it's intimate, and, and the sound is well, great. Well, they get great, and they get great And the talent is fantastic.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean. uh, Billy Cobham going to be there over the weekend. I don't know if you're familiar with the great Billy Cobham, but uh, he he is a factor in uh, my lone musical distinction, movie I, I, Unless you count winning, uh, like, the Belmore Battle of the Bands. Mm. I, I don't think we even won. We, we ran third in the Battle of the Bands there to... Uh, uh, some other band that had pay, played, uh, you know, the same, everybody played the same song, Tired of Waiting by the Kings.
1: <laughs> that <was> the only... <laughs>
0: like you only knew two or three songs back then, uh, you know, uh, guitar players whatever. I mean, it's not like we were dealing with uh, a future uh, Matt Schofield. But uh, my lone musical distinction uh, of any merit, and, and I've always been, uh, my whole life has been like this, uh, you know, because on the walk of life, you start thinking about, well, what was my life really all about? I, I was always able to kind of, uh, you know, brush with greatness while mm. never being in that category myself.
1: Mm.
0: So, um, all right, so I, I'm jamming with a band, uh, with a guy that was in the music school, because uh, I played the drums at the time. I was okay. I wasn't a great drummer or anything, but I was all right. And um, I didn't have any technique. I, I had, you know, naturally developed an entirely... St- you know, I mean, just just a uh, style I made up on my own. All right. Now I understood a few things, but but I didn't do it. I didn't do everything right, but I was able to play, mm-hmm. so that that was a good thing. And so uh, this guy liked me. Uh, he was actually a very accomplished musician, and he says, uh, "Hey, you know what? Uh, why don't you play with us? I got a gig. I need a drummer on Saturday night." At, oh wow! Uh, this place it was you know that was naturally called the Jabberwocky, right? Uh, and uh, he said, uh, "We're going to be the opening act uh, for this band. That's uh, like getting paid to come in there." I said, okay, cool. So I played with these guys. It was fantastic. And uh, I'm walking off the stage, and a guy says to me, no, no, no don't go, man. You're going to dig this next drummer. And the band that we opened for was uh, the, the world-renowned and much acclaimed uh, jazz guitarist, John McLaughlin. Oh, wow. And, and the drummer in the band was Billy Cobham, who was one of the great drummers of all time. I mean, up there with anybody. And I'm thinking, there it is. How about that? A young thief shared the stage with Billy <laughs> nice. Cobham. Nice. <laughs> we'll be at the Funky Biscuit tonight. You know who else was in that band? I mean, it was uh, it was one of their first performances, I think, ever as as a unit. There were, there were two other guys in that band who were fantastic. Uh, one uh, became very famous, Jan Hammer. Oh, Jesus. Who, uh, Jan Hammer, wrote all of the Miami Vice theme music. And it was uh, like a king of a synthesizer back then. He, he was really out there. And, and maybe... And I was telling all these people in Italy for some reason I must have really been stoned. I, I was telling, uh, you know, they have a lot of people like uh, where these, you know, uh, you know churches are and stuff and these squares that are playing the violin, and you know have you know out there uh, just looking uh, for people to throw them a couple of bucks, which uh, I, I usually am inclined to do. And for some reason I was telling them, have you ever heard of this guy Jerry Goodman? <laughs> who was... Middle of Rome. One of the original, <laughs> original, like 50 years ago, he was one of the original rock electric violin players. Oh wow! And He had a band called The Flock uh, originally. That was when I saw him, and uh, and then he was in that group too. So there I am. I was on the same stage, luby playing as Jan Hammer, McLaughlin, Billy Cobham, and uh, Jerry Goodman. And you four, four of the most brilliant musicians you'll ever see in your lifetime. That's cool. Did I belong up there? (laughs) (laughs) Who
2: cares? That doesn't matter. It was like
0: I fought Arguello or something on the undercard of an Arguello (laughs) prior fight. All right. I don't know why I'm telling these stories, but, uh, you know, it's fun All right. Good to be with you. Uh, Tony Segreto. I mean, it's old school with Tony Segreto. It is. uh, You know, I'm going old school. It just shows you you just never know what circumstance you're going to be in as long as you assert yourself and get out there a little bit. Which was why I was happy to see Mayo out there on the dance floor last night. It's fantastic. Did you know he had moves, Luby? No. Uh, of the three of, of the three of us, you were far and away the best dancer. Well, I like I, dance, I, I actually
2: enjoy dancing. I've been going out dancing since I was seventeen, so it's. Yeah. I grew. I'm born and raised in South Florida, where like it's sort of a part of your blood. Um, Mayo, I could have seen it. I mean, he's sort of international, you know. Like. Yeah. He's done some things. He he does the uh, critic thing. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. they were you know going to. Uh, if they had a scout there for Dancing with the Stars,
1: <laughs> I mean, he's unless in they wanted another
0: Master P or Kenny mean <laughs> type of candidate,
1: God,
0: I think he was interested in hitting on a girl. I was. I'm
2: sure the that's what I'm saying. He's a single dude. He's
0: you know he likes his, to get his, out his there. His eyes are bulging a little bit. They're bulging. You know how that goes, where you look like Marty <laughs> Feldman every time a girl passes by. <laughs> and why not? Right? What's wrong with it? Go I mean, uh, I, I, I'm always a fan. Your aggression was uh, greatly applauded by many people. I mean, it might have been a little over the top, Louie. But before you had uh, gotten into your two marriages, your aggression with women was... Uh, <laughs> over the top. Wasn't quite Trump-esque.
2: But, uh, <laughs> we didn't do anything illegal. I no, just was no. active. <laughs>
0: but you swung into action immediately.
2: Yeah. You're, you're
0: there. they are there. I mean, you might as well. <laughs> Still, I mean, the all-time classic. I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've had a lot of things, and, and you remember certain things that women said to you, uh, both favorably and uh, obviously, in my case, uh, there are many. And all of us have experiences where, you know, a relationship goes south. and All of a sudden, all those things that you did that were deemed to be adorable uh, make yeah, you, uh, throw in your face. you know, an absolute cretin of uh, the most horrifying nature. hmm but uh, the greatest thing I, I ever heard was when uh, that woman that you were banging in that trailer park uh, that you had picked up at the Ocean Manor Hotel on the beach and, uh, you know, had the car shaking, and we're all wondering what happened to you. And then uh, I guess in the middle of this uh, wild sex that you were having, she says to you, oh, is today Tuesday? I- I'm not sure if today's the day my husband is getting out of prison. <laughs> And there's a knock on the door. <laughs> there wasn't a knock on the door. Sweetie. <laughs> a, it didn't go that far.
2: <laughs> Hear you hammering this guy's wife. I got out of there <laughs> before he got there. And the trailer park.
0: <laughs> the rest of the story In Pembroke Pines but... or wherever the hell you were living. Yeah, it was. It was nowhere near the peak. It was like 30 minutes serious away. Balls. But I, I don't know. Can you think of anything more horrifying? If the woman had a knife in her hand and was about to put it in your back, it wouldn't have been any worse. It would have been equal. They're telling you that she's not sure if today is the day that her husband gets out of prison. Yeah. Prison, not jail, prison. It was a little creepy. <laughs> it didn't stop me. <laughs> it was creepy. <laughs> Babies crying in the other room. Literally 100% true.
2: It was a fucking weird night. We, a lot uh, of weird stuff happened in that time period.
0: <laughs> Charles Bronson didn't take as many chances in, uh, you know, three versions of Death Wish. Yeah. Unbelievable. It was all right, all right. We're coming back game. with more. Hylia Park, uh, yes. great place to go. And we talk about this all the time. If you're gambling, you want to be in there with a shot. And let's face it, it, it can be very frustrating. I, I know that we were on the precipice. Thank you. Uh, did Ron DeSantis fuck this up? Yeah. I, I'm surprised Val Demings has brought this up because uh, all gamblers would then immediately vote for her. If she said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up sports wagering here. Ron nice. had that clandestine deal with the Seminoles there where he was handing over bags of cash. And, uh, you know, they got, like, control of everything. And then we lost complete control because some judge came up with the idea that uh, this wasn't so uh, favorable for the public. Pretty much. But it would be great. And Hylia Park would have been uh, one of the destinations. Uh, that would have been absolutely fantastic because they do it right. Mm-hmm. You're in there with a chance to win. Yep, It's tough, though. I mean, uh, if you had uh, Seattle on the money line yesterday, wow. Oh, Jesus. That's a, that's a rough one. But where you really have a shot, though, is on those Royal Reel slot machines yep. that they have at Hylia Park. Jackpots galore. They have another collage of people that won big jackpots. Like, I'm talking five figures plus, sometimes six, yep. at uh, Hylia Park just last week. And it's not one of those places that is rigged up, you know, some casinos. Uh, you know, once this whole thing expanded and you had, uh, you know, casinos that you weren't sure were actually casinos. And you weren't sure what the takeout was because they were unregulated. And they would... Show somebody who had won three hundred grand, right? But they didn't show you the other three hundred thousand people who had walked out of there completely empty because there was no <laughs> shot to win.
1: <laughs>
0: the legions of people that were rolling out of the casino. So you don't see that at Highley Park. I mean, I see a lot of happy people, what went on there. And uh, you know, you know, it's a very popular game there, uh, especially among the uh, Latin people. For some reason, roulette. Which you're, you're thinking of this refined, distinguished uh, James Bond type of movie. Thirteen black, okay, but they love it, man, and and you saw how they're screaming there during the horse racing in the Champions Sample I'm just, it's fantastic to be in a place that has that kind of enthusiasm, that kind of vibe. And then a mayor would have never been able to fetch about the prices at Highland Park on the food. I know, oh, five bucks he could have had uh, the seltzer and a Cuban sandwich and yep. uh, maybe even a small steak. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not that, but. If Frank Fiore had anything to say about it, believe me, they'd throw him a stake. They, they really would. It's just a great place. They, they treat you right. Always a good vibe. Great place to uh, play your favorite Vegas-style games, poker, punching away on the horses. Uh, I'm sort of... Does it look like I have a little rash, Luby? Can you check here? Because uh, I'm getting the itch to bet the ponies again this week. Sure. Especially <laughs> after the great day uh, Mike Mayo, M-A-Y-E-A-U-X, and I had uh, the other day when we were pounding away and we both ended up winners. That's a rarity, though, is it not? Where both you and your friend. And oh, yeah, a, you yeah, both won. No,
2: yeah,
0: that's impressive. But, but it wasn't like we were betting all of the same things, although mm. uh, I would have to say the key horse in the, the sequence was picked by Mayo. Nice. And uh, he, he should have been the handicapper in the paper. Never mind Tom Jicken. It should have been Mayo. Pretty good handicapper. But um, if you love betting the ponies, you're going to love it at Highley Park. champion simulcasting room is unparalleled. And believe me, I've visited them all. <laughs> Morgana? yes i've been there i mean every every jump of a simulcasting parlor anywhere in the world i am inclined to go to all right i, yeah, I was well, looking I for simulcasting in italy i i actually was gonna venture i think it was a 30 minute drive to some hippodromo out there where where you know they said they had simulcasting and, and yet they had a very different interpretation of what simulcasting <laughs> gambling would be but I love it in Hylia Park. I really yeah, do. I think it's my I have favorite Hialeah room Park. <laughs> in the country. I wish I could take it with me everywhere. But you can find it easily yeah. just by going down to beautiful Hylia Park or up to it, depending on where, where are you're coming from. All right, we're coming uh, back with Tony Squitter. we will go all school. That's brought to you by Catholic Health Services yes, and Texas Roadhouse Restaurants. Ed Garcia should be a very happy man. He's Michigan Wolverines. Are uh, what right there? Are they number four in the country? I believe so. Number five. In the country. They're. I think they're behind Clemson. Clemson, which to
2: me hasn't distinguished oh, yeah. themselves Clemson, at all. Still still there. Still Clemson
0: there. gets a test this week, don't they? Uh,
2: I me, mean, they uh, play us. I, I, I get if that's a test. I, oh, I don't, don't know what to do test. with Florida. I don't know what. I mean, it's at oh, Florida no State test. at night. I and Florida State was getting a lot of their injured guys back. So is the
0: lipstick off the pig? I right? don't
2: know. I don't know what to do with my nose because that's the thing is. It's not like they're getting blown out in these games. They, but yeah. is it better if they give away games? Like, isn't that signs of bad? life?
0: Uh, I, I would say this: that they're showing more signs of life as a program than Mario Cristobal has exhibited. No, uh, that's not a fair comparison for Cristobal because Norvell's had what? This is his third season there. Yep. Uh, the first one was kind of hairy. Yeah, it was bad. And, and first one was uh, last year, you know, it was I mean, a you know, wasn't exactly brilliance. Uh, yeah. But um, started out very promisingly uh, this year, and. See what happens. I, I, I don't know. The hurricanes are a whole other mystery. Uh, maybe uh, Tony we will see. see what Tony has to say yeah, about that. We'll, them, we'll right? see. I'm curious. You know, it's very impromptu. We're going to really go deep into old school mentality with Tony Cigretto. Uh, you know, I, I want to explore like uh, the early 80s <laughs> okay. with Tony Cigretto. Okay. No, I do. <laughs> I, I like I was it. I about this I like on the show. like when power, he tells you tell know. stories. He
2: doesn't doing enough for me. I love your guy. When you guys start telling stories, I just listen. It's like the. the but the see, the, good the Hurricanes
0: days. came from an extremely improbable spot. I mean, they were on the verge of extinction. Yes, it's a the university was going to do away with the program, and then Lou Saban, who I believe is the uncle of Nick,
2: it's related Lou
0: Saban did a few things. They had Jim Kelly on the roster. They converted him from a linebacker to a quarterback, and then Howard came in, and uh, you know there was optimism, Luby. But nobody could have ever anticipated what ended up happening. Well, that's the thing. And, and, and it was a great time. I mean, just and, – and they did it with guys that weren't the premier players. Yeah, they couldn't get them. They right. couldn't
2: get premier. They, they got South Floridians that no one realized were bursting with talent. They created it. He created this – this is the best region in talent. I know you talk about California and L.A. Florida, Florida's the best. It just is by NFL numbers. Do you
0: think it's uh, a better a talent pool – uh, I mean, uh, maybe per population. Yeah, that's in, what I'm saying. Southern like, California? Yeah. I, I, yeah, it is. It's hard for me to imagine South having to out there. I mean, unless it's just really evolved over the last 50 years. Crazy. I, I, I know people became aware of uh, what Howard was talking about. Yes. Oh, uh, we have to control the uh, state of Miami. Thank you, Howard. Yep. I love that man. I really do. But yeah, he... What a great guy. Like, look,
2: Southern California's still great. Texas is great. Florida overall, like, has more NFL players than anyone, and that's usually what they track it by. Is that right? Okay. South Florida... Is freaking insane. But it wasn't that. Two then. kids going
0: to Ohio State, though, from uh, the receivers. one of the. Well, that's our of problem, of is everyone schools. leaves. Yeah. You know?
2: But they didn't They didn't even realize it then, because South Florida was just becoming an area in the yeah. 70s and the 80s. Howard did, and Howard started it. and it, I, He saw those
0: guys chasing rabbits in Pahoke <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I position Don Solinger right <laughs> here in Pahoki.
3: <laughs>
0: What's this white guy doing in uh, the middle of Pahokee? Right. He's recruiting for the University of Miami, who uh, had never been heard from before, probably. Yep. Unbelievable. All right. uh, We're coming back with Tony. Uh, So we have some, uh, you know, exploring to do with Tony Segreto, All School, brought to you by Catholic Health Services and Texas Roadhouse Restaurants. I'm Jeff DeForest. He is Mike Luby. Luby, you look good there uh, today, Luby. I like that shirt. Now, where'd you get this? Is that one of those alligator jams? Yeah, I've had it forever. I don't know. Very nice.
2: You're supposed to wear darker colors when you're light, is what Andy said. A while ago, so I figured I'd... Oh, yeah, do yeah. I mean,
0: uh, it's funny, too, because uh, there was always... Uh, you know, it was taboo to wear, like, a white shirt, but then it became very common for everybody to wear white shirts on TV. Stripes and checks and things like that on a jacket are, are not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, good material uh, to have, uh, pardon uh, the the pun as tony would say but uh, you know not not the greatest material to use uh, when uh, going on camera when uh, the lights are all shaking but I, I think a lot of that has improved over the years too so it really doesn't matter as much but, uh, coming back with tony segreto uh, we'll go all school with tony in just a moment catholic health services texas roadhouse restaurants on board there and uh, back in a moment with tony now that it's 802 Get a flash card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play, when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, highly apart.
4: Hey folks, Tony Segreto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of Old School. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this, if you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place. And that one place is Catholic Health Services.
2: They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. What we gonna do right here is go back, way back, back into time.
0: We are now kicking it old school with the one and only
2: Tony Segreto. Brought to you by Catholic Health Services and Texas
0: Roadhouse. Tell me. All right, there he is. Uh, welcome back to the show, the I'm Deep Fun Show. Jeff, of course, Mike Luby Lubitz, and uh, Mr. New York Yankee himself, Mr. Aaron Boone. And uh, I need yeah, a- Bucky. Do you have Bucky Dent uh, uh, at the house? I mean, uh, what's going on? Tony Segretto joins us here.
4: We spoke first thing this morning. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. Get that, out of here. What yeah, do you have yeah, to say? Yeah, every that? every morning we talk at about six forty five every morning. Oh, wow. Uh, Where does that
0: Alvarez uh, home run rank? Uh, did you see that with Houston uh, to the Bucky Dent? There? I have to
4: tell you something, man. the The, the entire playoffs have been, been amazing, great. just yeah. amazing. The way Houston came back. You know, uh, 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 we were talking about that about the Alvarez home run, and is it, it, first of all, there, you cannot you you cannot take away the drama. You know, just the sheer drama of it. But in terms of what it meant to the fandom, I think, you know, because Bucky beat the Red Sox, there is probably a little more, you know, a little more feeling, like real passion behind it. Listen, make no mistake, those Astros fans were going out of their minds.
0: Oh, the uh, celebration. And and rightfully so, because the tension had built. and, and, And there's just an outside, outside chance that, wow, what if this guy knocks one out of the park? Scott Service goes to the bullpen, brings in a starter, which uh, I'm not always a fan of. Me either. And, you know, because starters sometimes – I mean, look, there's a reason that prop Ed about goose eggs in the first inning exists because a lot of scoring takes place in the first inning uh, yeah. of ballgames. I mean, a starter, if you're going to get to him, that, that would be the time. And uh, he brings in Robbie Ray, who's been like a, a home run – it's like he's pitching in the home run derby, the old version there at uh, – yeah, I uh, was that? Uh, Wrigley Field in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, and, and and he's been getting torched, and and you're thinking, well, what if this guy hits a home run here? And boom, like that he, second as I'm thinking it, uh, he, he, he cr- whacks one out of the park. And he cranked it. I mean, he oh, that was good. Yeah, really cranked. it. Now he it, stood but, at home plate, and it was okay. Yeah. Yeah,
4: I you know it was it was you know it was a walk off and it was fine. I mean, it's, there are moments when guys just know it and they. But that ball, ball was out. you know
0: going into another county. I mean, that, oh that was, yeah, was there was. It
4: wasn't even. Yeah. It wasn't even close. It was
0: high. The, it was far. It was. Yeah, uh, God, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: the entire playoffs have been the have been fantastic, and and I, I just I, I'll tell you what if, if if you're an overall sports fan, and I don't mean a you know, I love basketball, sports fan. But you love all sports. If you don't love this time of year, then you don't have a heartbeat. I mean, yeah, I, it's I far know, and it, away it, the best. It, 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 there's it is, no doubt. There's yeah. no question. I mean, you've got you've got the playoffs. You've got college football. You've got the the NFL is inc- incredible. Been, been hectic. Kid. Very very. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I was my daughter. <laughs> she, I'm talking to her. She she's on the subway at like you know one car, or she actually had a car service take her home. Subway?
0: No, Danny no, no,
4: no, no, no. In no New York? No, no, she's NBC provides a car on Sunday nights after oh, the Sunday night game, so I would she's hope in so. the car. She's in the car and. Uh, She's saying, "Can you believe this? This went down to a kick at the end of the game again. I mean, this is yeah. these are just absolutely wild. What's that, going on. that? Was on an in... exciting
0: way to have it come about, though. Whereas uh, the week before, it was like uh, yeah, you know,
4: yeah. And dredger. what was interesting is the Today Show actually did a, a feature on Justin. Uh, I always forget his last name. Oh, Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, he's Tucker. An opera Tucker. I mean, Yeah, he's an opera singer. He speaks he's seven great. languages. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a fascinating does a not fascinating miss story." Does Is there a guy miss. better
0: at his job no. in, in all of sports no. history, including no. uh, Michael and LeBron, better at his job in terms of efficiency than Justin Tucker? Yeah. And, and not only efficient, but, uh, you know, capable of the spectacular. Like, he'll hit a 59-yard field goal to win a game. Yeah. And it well, goes you, right through. Right
4: yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. You, you, it you harkens back to in Vinatieri when he was, like, in his heyday. But yeah. I think he even He wasn't this consistent, Vinatieri. No, no. He surpasses close. Yeah, But, man, oh, man. Th- this whole – the, the, this whole like part of the country this whole part of the year, excuse me, has been just remarkable. in in terms of how, whether it's been football, baseball, college or pros, how, how games have ended, how games have, how intense they are, you know, rarely do you see a team unless it's, you know, us playing against Ohio state or, you know, whomever running away with it. Uh, it's just, it's just been a, a great, great part of the Great time to be a sports fan, for sure. Oh,
0: no doubt, man. I mean, uh, last night I I was uh, saying earlier, Tony, that uh, uh, I talked Mike Mayo into coming out uh, of his shell and and coming out last night. And um, I I happen to know that, and this is one of those things where you're you're sort of in on something that it's not a secret, but you're amazed that more people aren't, you know, like, why am I the only, you know, uh, among the few people that are actually going there to see this band? Walk in for free. You got world-class musicians. They're putting on a hell of a show. Yankee games on the TV at this bar. Uh, food's good. Price is reasonable. And then I'm looking going, holy shit, that's a, that's a season opener? Mayo pointed out to me that the Rangers was an actual game.
4: Yeah, it was. Taking
0: on a Tampa Bay Lightning to open the season at the Garden. My God. I mean, what, what more could you ask for there? Yeah, And could you imagine what – I mean, New York is filling them both up. The, yeah. the garden, the oh, garden's no, full,
4: and, and Yankee Stadium's full. But you yeah. know, it's funny. Uh, Although
0: the Mets, uh, wow! I mean, uh, I, I literally, I, I, I was joking, but I didn't realize my friend was not feeling well, and I was also as depressed as he's ever been. I call him Mister Met, Ira Dornstein. Been a Met fan since the inception. Diehard Met fan, watches every game and never misses a pitch. And uh, he, he was at the top, you know, the apex of the Brooklyn Bridge, ready to jump. <laughs> Stop. And I'm playing taps like an <laughs> asshole wise guy that I am. Do you have a heart? <laughs> he, there
4: I always bust you his ha- balls about the I have a heart don't know, for the I
0: didn't know he was human- just depressed about it. Yes. I really didn't. Do you
4: have uh, a heart for humanity? Do you have a
0: heart I mean, for human beings? I mean, I, you know, I, I believe so. You know, I have a sense of humor, so I think. It may be sick. In some people's minds, but I, I didn't think it was inappropriate. I mean, oh they, they had blown the whole season there by losing those three games to the Braves, and it has you know, and, to and you that's do, a tough, that's a tough hold beat. On. Right?
4: It has nothing to do with being inappropriate. It has everything to do with understanding the moment. There are times when you do it. Well, he was ready to, I jump. Was ready to I mean, jump. I mean, yeah. uh, that yeah, was yeah, no, always having, happy go a touching okay. moment. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to speak up about something right now, and right. and 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 and, it's, and I wanted to address it early, mm-hmm. and I wanted to address it especially to my dear friend and young son, Mike Luby Lubitz. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. To hear, I thought the Miami fans. University of Miami fans have, were brutal. <laughs>
0: wow, don't what lo, have what Florida State
4: <laughs> fans are doing to Mike Norvell is unconscionable. What are they doing? I would not know this in, in, unless there's a dear friend of mine who who lives here in Vermont with me, who went, who graduated Florida State, who follows Florida State. He's, he's on their, their Facebook page, and apparently the vile. Oh, the young fans are Getting getting rid of Norvell already. Oh, they're wow. it's been, oh my god, it's, yeah, it's, been, it's, been, it's been it's been it's absolutely nuts. It's yeah, Crazy.
1: Made... A
0: very likable guy. I mean, a real a, likable guy. A good representative four... for the program. I believe. that. Yeah, I, I hope he wins.
4: Four... And they're four and two for goodness sake, and they yeah. were in the game against NC State, and things happen. You know, the other team is trying to win too, and it's not like they pissed up a rope pardon my French. NC State was toe-to-toe you know, to
0: toe with Clemson, uh, you know, And yeah, yeah, like yeah, a
4: week before. And-, and, and we'll see, we'll see what, what kind of week they have against Clemson. But man, we've got to calm down. You know, we're, we, are, we are getting to a point, and especially in college football, where we're seeing schools just fire coaches left and right and eating $25, $30 million contracts yeah. because they, they, the grass is greener on the other side. Well, guess what, folks? It doesn't work that way. Oh yeah. It just doesn't. Sorry I I you know you need time. You know I I had a, I heard you going on about you know let, what, what's going on with Miami and Cristobal and I I sat I was with uh Mike Redic uh Dan radikovich the other day. We we sat for an hour and a half and how did that thing go with the president by the way? Uh, when phenomenal. When oh,
1: what, yeah, a, okay. what
4: a phenomenal phenomenal. I met a
0: guy, guy. Tony I thought of you. Uh, I know you're very tight with the Nova Southeastern. Uh, yeah, you've a family back there, and, and you've <laughs> generated a lot. So the guy with the white hair, the president of the university, what's oh, that yeah. guy's name? Man? George Hanbury. He has uh, like a strange accent, though, uh, doesn't he? It's like a Southern thing. Uh, yeah. He he was at. I believe in, uh, you'll find this surprising, uh, but I was at like some fancy schmancy fundraiser, and uh, it was to benefit what obviously is a very very uh, successful and significant. Cancer research program that they have going at Nova Southeastern. So the press came out there to say thanks to the very ritzy uh, clientele that happened to be on hand for this luncheon. And I'm listening and going, that that guy sounds a little—I mean, unusual. Yeah. And I was thinking, Tony must know this cat. Yeah, uh, I mean. yeah. So what's his story? I mean, uh, I don't want to deviate he's, too far uh, from your he's, UM he's, thing. But... He
4: went. He went to uh, Virginia Tech, I
0: believe. Boy, did and he look like a guy he... who could raise funds, though. Yeah, he's He uh, smelled know, of money this cat.
4: He's of uh he's kind of a Thomas Jefferson type guy, you know, that that kind of country He looked gentleman. like Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he and he sort of plays the role. So I mean, it's he's a, he's a good man, a good president for Nova and yeah. uh uh you know, he yeah, interesting, interesting. I just
0: love deal. it that you rub elbows with these kinds of guys because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm sitting there uh, thinking, uh, geez, I got to get out of this stupid suit jacket and make uh, my way uh, to the track.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but I tell you what, man, the, the president of the University of Miami is a special man, special guy. Special, okay, good,
0: good. Special, All right. special guy. What's he think um, about Cristobal? I mean, is he uh, ready to fire the guy or what, what's no, going on Oh nobody is, but I was, was going to tell you. That. You know,
4: <clears throat> I think Cristobal, Mario said it best the other day. He goes, listen, uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I said coming in, we had a lot of work to do. And I understand the enthusiasm. He goes, and there's no like moral victories here. We we lost. He goes, but did I like our intensity? Yes. Did we give up? No. Did we continue to fight? Yes. Those are things we weren't doing in the past. And so you look for those little moments. They're not moral victories, but they but they're they're improvement. He goes, listen, it's going to get like this. <clears throat> when Norvell came into my <clears throat> Pardon me, Florida State. We had a that you guys had a couple of years where it was everybody wanted his head, yes, and, and it was awful. And then all of a sudden, you know, things are turning around. This. Is it perfect? No, it doesn't happen with a flip of a switch. And and I just think everybody's just got to calm down and back off. They just they they all want. They, listen, let's 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 bring in the the, the Facebook. In? The Florida State Facebook page was all over about bringing Deion Sanders in. Oh, they're so Are stupid. You kid- they're, they're Are you know, kidding Deion. me? Are you they're kidding not. me right now? was weird. Like, okay. I don't know. Can
2: There's he coach? Wh- I'm not sure. I don't, yeah, my yeah. problem is he, he, he focuses much about himself on TV doing commercials. Because literally, the thing he got in the rift about with the Alabama State, the thing he was doing was disrespectful and douchey. Pardon my French. He was going through the other team was set up to do their intros, and I guess he has this routine where he goes through the other team's intros? Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, he's a no, but that was spitting in their face, and he, w- he didn't understand that the coach was p- pissed at the end and didn't shake his hand. Are you kidding me? What you would have got from me? I'm sorry. That- that's not a guy who's ready for the big stage to be a power five head coach. So these people that want Dion, they're dumb. Like they, they
0: don't get it. They stay. that's the way America is today. They're stupid. I mean, you got one. It, kid. If you have one. some celebrity status, uh, all of a sudden you're qualified to run the country. No, I'm good. It, it, yeah. It's crazy. I don't want the yeah. <laughs> uh, he was always kind of a lightning rod. Uh, yeah, uh, he was always you know, an arrogant people, ass. I uh, loved him and hated him. Uh, more people uh, seem to uh, you know root for him to fall on his face uh, than you know to, to have success. But uh, uh, no, I mean with Chris Paul, I, I wanted to run, run this by you, Tony. Yeah, uh, on the Chris Paul thing. Okay. Because the game is different now. And we were talking about this earlier this week, trying to analyze what the hell is going on, at what level is this program at, where should it be at. And, uh, you know, my theory is it's just never going to be like it was. I mean, we were talking about 1982. Nobody knew what was going to transpire over the next 20 years. I mean, it was impossible to anticipate that. In fact, it was impossible to conceive that they were going to win the national championship there after that 83 season. Right? Who would have figured that? They're fifth in the country going into the final day, yeah. And then uh, Nebraska, Dr. Tom decides to go for two, and I don't know if you were in the booth at the time, but there was—I was, Sunday, in, I was in the hear booth, him screaming, "Deflect it <coughs> away, deflect it away!" Kenny Calhoun,
4: yeah, Ken, Kenny. Cal-
0: I was—it's a the booth fingertip with him, yeah. on the ball, or or Nebraska it, comes it was back, pulls a miracle it, comeback. Yeah. It was
4: his pinky. It yeah. was just—it was a moment. It was a moment. It was, you know forever etched in time. And will will any. You know what? I'm not so sure you can't get back to 82 or 83. I just think it That, takes that was time. so
0: electrifying, Tony. It's hard it, to picture. It really it was.
4: Is. It, was a, it was the Camelot version of football for, for South Florida. It was like, you know, it was that moment that came that out from, of nowhere, too. It yeah. would be forever frozen in time. And, and here's the thing. And this is, again, no disrespect at all because we're celebrating the 50th year of the 72 team, which is still a remarkable feat. And you know the as talking we, about the dolphins, right? Yeah, as we continue to move forward, I, I'm not so sure it'll ever be be matched. I, I'm just not so sure. And that's okay, though. But that's but the yeah, theme. yeah, that's more than fine. But 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 beyond that, what made the Miami National Championship so magical was that it happened here. It happened in South Florida, and it term. happened. It happened. I can I, I tell people this all the time. I don't. I have never done a championship game of any sort where the home fans if the home team won did not literally did not want to leave did not yeah it was that man and not only did they not want to leave when they finally did leave okay they all came to the Omni Hotel where the team was staying I was in Howard's suite with Sonny Hirsch it was Howard and I Sonny was Sonny uh, at the
0: buffet, or uh, where, where he usually yeah. would eat first? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And 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 Beverly, and yeah. we all waited, Beverly. much like much like uh, the Broadway stars on opening night, go to Sardi's and wait for the New York Post to come out with oh, wow. with their critics, you know, evaluation of their opening night play. And and when it was announced that Miami had been named national championship. Downtown Miami became absolutely insane. It was like the Orange Bowl just moved to downtown Miami. Those are moments you can't get back. Those are moments you can't create. They have to happen spontaneously, and they have to happen because not only are they fans, but there's a love affair that goes on with the team and with the program. There was a passion that was unmatched at that point.
0: I think Howard orchestrated a lot of that, man. He was just the only man. He did. Your man, Ron Frazier, was great at this. uh, You know, was not quite as much in the spotlight, but it was sort of here in town. The game was different. Promotion. And uh, Howard was one of those guys. I was talking about my uh, time uh, where Dusty Baker, you know, and I had an interview in my very early stages (laughs) as a sports writer out in California. And and I'll never forget that. He, He just said to me, "Okay, well, why don't we sit down in the dugout so we can do this right? Yeah, and uh, I was thinking, geez, I don't even think the guy was going to talk to me. So uh, yeah, exactly. you know, and I'll never, never forget that, and I'll never forget you know, first meeting Howard, you know, when when he was promoting the program, and uh, I was a young guy just here in town, got a job on a radio, and uh, I went down to the first uh, press conference I was attending, and he had it in that little conference room, and he he literally went around and talked to everybody after he'd already talked to everybody,
4: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, he and, was and
4: it. it was great. He what he learned from Bear Bryant, and he told me this. He learned to be a student of people, you know. He, he judged people, and he knew how important it was to engage with everybody because at some point, running that program, everybody's going to be important to him. Yeah. And it was, it was important that he go around and, and make you feel like you were the most important person
0: he was dealing with. No, he was great. I'll tell you what, I mean, this guy has the same effect. Same impact yeah, on he people. Does. Yeah, he and does. You can see why this organization is so successful. Oh, there he is too.
4: There's my man, Ed Garcia. Ed good, Garcia morning.
0: good morning, good morning, Mr. Wow. Meach. Hey,
4: you finally, you're finally playing somebody other than me. And, oh, stop talking. <laughs>
1: you're, you're playing. Hey, I'm you're actually,
4: the colors today. I, I yeah. see that, but but you're you're playing like a legitimate college
3: football team. I know. I'm excited. You know, probably one of the few teams that has gone undefeated and then dropped down in the rankings. Uh, you know, Alabama was very close with that loss. You know, here in the beginning of the season, and they still stayed number one. So I, I'm I'm very confused. So I'm seeking to you, Tony, for some wisdom.
4: Yeah, well, I'm going to try to give it to you, but it's you know, sometimes <laughs> you don't know how these pollsters uh, want to vote. But first of all, is, I forgot: is the game in in Happy Valley or is in is in Ann Arbor? It's in Ann Arbor. It is Ann Arbor. Well, it's yes. going to be. This is this is going to be. Are you going? You, don't tell no. me you're so, you sold. I, wish, you're so, I have you're have so, your Tickets again. Oh, I have God. a wedding. Can oh you, I, no, they made a wedding. Can oh. they? Can they not put that on hold just for? A <laughs> the guy getting
3: married is a bulldog, so he doesn't care. <laughs> if it
0: was Ohio State, uh, would you uh, blow off the wedding?
3: Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> <That's>
4: <laughs> so one more, one more thing, and then we'll talk about Texas Roadhouse. What time is the wedding? As compared to what time of the game yeah, is? Who's catering? Yeah, and, and who and, and and are you? Can you listen to the game? Can you watch the game? Can you go to church with a piece in your ear to listen to it?
3: Exactly. I, I will have my iPad and AirPods ready to rock and roll. So <laughs> don't worry. Nice. I am not missing a, I'm not missing a second of that game is Texas Road, as I want to finish D's
4: question is Texas Roadhouse catering the wedding <laughs> no they are not uh, but you should be wanted Texas Roadhouse all right so so how good could this friend possibly be
3: <laughs> he, he's he's a great friend he's uh he's actually one of our our big attorneys for Texas Roadhouse so uh you know he takes really good care of us <laughs> oh
4: nice yeah. well i i have to tell you i i did i did you know and people think we make these things up and we don't i got a call from a friend of mine who was in South Florida last weekend and went and took the advice that we keep giving people to go to Texas Roadhouse for a Saturday afternoon of football. And he went by himself and told his wife he'd call her and that she was going to meet him there for a bite. And he went there from one o'clock. They were there through the evening oh, game man. and said oh, they wow. had an absolute big. blast absolute blast because by the time his wife got there and they sat down and ate and you know you you, you watch a game and you start talking with people next thing you know you, time has gone by but hadn't could not have had a better time he said it was amazing how many people were there how many different fans were there how many people engaged with you know different teams what's the score of your team what's the score he said it was just a, a great atmosphere so i i think it's testimony to what you guys do especially this time of year with
3: baseball and football and everything going on absolutely i mean we're one, we have some of the greatest bartenders. And as you know, we serve the coldest beer in town. Yeah, you We do. have some really cool things to just keep it that that extra cold. But, you know, we have that fresh baked bread, the fresh made cinnamon butter, honey cinnamon butter. I mean, mm. who, what restaurants today, you know, do they make four different butters in-house for you to enjoy? <laughs> no. I mean, that's something unheard of. It takes time, but that passion just goes to show, hey, that food is fantastic. And then the energy and the atmosphere – that, you know, it can be turned up a little bit and and you can have a good time and enjoy your game is is really, really, really cool.
4: During this time of year, uh, is there
3: a number one seller in terms of your menu? You know, overall, our number one seller has always been the six ounce sirloin. That is a steak that many people grew up on. That's what mom used to make. And, you know, the number one comment is, how do we get it so tender? Why is it so good? And, you know, I'll tell you, it's the the in-house butcher that we have makes all the difference. Uh, They cut, you know what, we just broke, you know, I have 11 restaurants up and down the coast of Florida. And just last week, so far this year, our meat cutters cut over 1 million pounds of beef. (laughs) 1 million pounds of beef. They sit there in that room, which I know you got to, sneak peek of that room which is you know 34 degrees yeah they are bundled
0: up man they are nobody's asking where's the
3: beef (laughs) at Texas and they hand (laughs) cut that and it's an art uh an absolute art really 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 cool and you know that's what makes it tender by just cutting it just right and they cut i mean hundreds of those steaks a day so that's our number one seller you know my favorite if i'm looking for something really flavorful I go with that bone-in ribeye, which I know I sent you some of those in Vermont. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And if I'm looking for that hearty meat steak, you know, the New York strip, you can't go that's wrong. My, yeah, that's my, so that's my that, is, that is one of my favorites.
4: And how is it that you make the ribs so unbelievable
3: where they literally do fall off the bone? How do you do that? You know, it, it really is. It boils down to a three-day cooking process. Jeez. And uh, we, you know, basically we season them and let that seasoning that is part of the process kind of soak in all the way down into the bone and then then we slow cook them overnight kind of in a, in a boiler to just really kind of tenderize that meat and then we finish it off on the grill you know give it some diamonds and then we put that you know little sweet barbecue sauce to kind of counteract some of that seasoning on there so you get that wet and dry rub action mm. right on those ribs and that's why they fall off the bone
4: Tell you what, man, that's special. You have to have the. I, I need the recipe for that honey cinnamon butter. I've tried to make it at home, and and I wind up. Why bother, with Tony? With,
1: yeah. Well,
4: you know, sometimes you don't have access to it, and 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 uh, I I go okay. So I sometimes I wind up with too much honey, too much cinnamon, too yep, much butter. I perfect. never quite get it, get it right. You know, it's like it's like making that the cream cheese that you get at the good deli. You know, yep, the, right. the the walnut cream cheese. It just doesn't, just doesn't. So I, I need to, do you give up recipes? Why would they do that? There, there are
3: some knockoffs on, on Pinterest. I'm not a Pinterest person, but my <laughs> wife is an expert for sure. But uh, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you the secret. My, this is what my family does. They go in and they buy a big thing of honey cinnamon butter and they take it home and they put it in the freezer. And then every couple of days they cut off a little cube and they let that soften and there, that's their breakfast every morning. <laughs> Then right. why
4: haven't I, see, um, see in, Ita- in Italian, there's a word called stunad. Yes. And I'm, stu- I'm stunad. And, you know, you, you, you can understand what that means. And I don't have to understand Italian. This so, part gives it away. Yeah, exactly. And thank you so much. And, we, yeah, we and I
0: see you're in town. So, uh, you know, I deliberately lost a bet to Tony. So, uh, we could, uh, go and have, uh, you know, a meal to Texas. In yeah, the next couple of weeks, Tony's going to be back in town. So, uh, I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll be back in uh, town. So we pleasure. have to do that. Uh, okay, right, Ed, sounds good. Man, thank you. It's always a pleasure. And good luck this week, Penn State. Yeah, I root against Penn State in every ball game. I, I, I would to O.J. McDuffie. I love O.J. I love juice, but now. But I I root against Penn State. I have. I mean, they were a rival of the Cuse. I don't know that I cared so much about that because, when I went to Syracuse, uh, the football team had just gone into decline. Ben Schwartzwalder was a senile old man who didn't realize that the uh, forward pass had been legalized 20 years prior. <laughs> Number forty-four was a guy named Rich Panzition After yeah. it had been like uh, you know Zonka, Boyd Little and Jim Brown, <laughs> it was going south, man. But but Penn, and Penn State would come to town. I hated their uniforms. I hated everything about them. And then you know I loved Papa Joe, but uh, well, the latter with years,
2: yeah, the latter years didn't help yeah, him out And all. I, I really,
0: I, I, I thought he was a very endearing character, uh, much like Luke Karnaseka in New York with St. John's. And that type of guy that, that you know, Pete Carrillo you just love the guy. You know, old school. Uh, but, uh, wow, I mean, very hard to, uh, you know, justify uh, condoning this whole thing that went on with Sandusky. I mean, yep. It's not, it's not yeah.
4: hard to. It's just, you just can't. I mean, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that, well, I have to. where does I
0: mean, that leave you with Paterno? I mean, do you, do you leave uh, with a sour feeling about this guy? Because uh, well, he's I just do, such I a lovable character. That. Regrettably,
4: I, regrettably, I do. I look at the program, the glasses, and, yeah, the whole I mean, thing. I mean, he, he nice. was a Let cartoon-like character. Yeah. What, what, what's 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 um, troubling to me is that you could buy into what you just said about the man yep. and not know what goes on behind closed doors. I mean, it's hard
0: just, to. I mean, so. I mean, such a departure from everything. I mean, we're seeing that throughout. You know. A, life life. With a lot of prominent yeah. people, unfortunately, you're looking, going, what kind of bullshit? How, how do you not see through this? But yeah, uh, it was impossible to, to, to see that in Paterno at one point in time. I, I remember, uh, you know, meeting him. Uh, I met him a few times, but uh, I, I was calling a basketball game there between UM and Penn State and they had it on the in the on campus, uh, you know, gym. Which was a small little intimate gym, and Papa Joe was in the crowd, and and it was like the greatest thrill. I was like, "Wow, look at that!" I mean, I'm looking yeah. across, I'm calling basketball, and there's Papa Joe. And when he came out on the court after Penn State eked out some kind of victory, uh, you know, I, I was delighted that I was in this size uh, company. And then yeah. years later, you're like yeah. mind-boggling. I mean, yeah.
4: negativity. So yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's. Um... It questions your ability of judging people.
2: Well, I
0: mean, I, but uh, everybody loved him, though. We I would, mean, know. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 That was unreal. Just, All right.
0: Yeah. Uh more with Tony Segreto. Yeah, uh and always great having Ed Garcia on the program there. You yeah, have, how, you're how them, wonderful. You're it's giving him a lot of crap though about Michigan. Well, they haven't played uh, anyone. It's schedule. a freaking joke.
2: Yeah. No, he's not wrong. They haven't played anyone,
0: so Favorite we'll by see seven, them this, seven week. this week, Tony. And they, they haven't
4: they have not played a soul. It's a joke.
2: It's a joke. Oh, it really is. What did
0: they play? Yeah. Did they play Indiana last week? They played Indi- Indiana. Look, the big tens turned
2: out to be bad and I get that. But Indiana, Iowa, these are teams in the past have had success. They were schmanky teams before.
4: Listen, Iowa couldn't score against us.
1: <laughs>
0: us being you, us. me, and I Luby, or us? us. Oh, yeah. No,
4: no, between you, me, and Luby. We'd be out there, the three
0: of us against Iowa, Trust me, Tony. I to myself. Score.
4: They would die yeah. score.
0: <laughs> At one time, uh, maybe I, I would have run out there, but not, not, not uh, any longer. Yeah, All right, yeah, uh, yeah. we're coming back with more. Uh, with Tony Segreto, many things to get to here with Tony, and uh, just as he said, a glorious time in the world of sport. Jeff DeForest, we got Mike luby the great one, Tony Segreto, uh, back with more in a moment. Now that time. it's eight thirty-three.
4: Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question: What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients—no <laughs> pun meant—there Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight?
3: From the newly renovated sports
0: bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at Mile Marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at Mile Marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Why is it necessary? I mean, it's cliche at this point to put the guy out there on the edge of the pier uh, and uh, oh, being i so not wrong.
2: I, I remember so many times, Bo Camper himself, because he's a big dude, holding onto a tree and like, yeah, buddy, yes. I'm here, I'm out here. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus, right. Kim.
0: We would. Did yeah. you ever get assigned in that? I mean, you, you never no. stupid, no. huh? did a stupid did
4: you?
1: He said yeah, no. Well, the only.
4: First of all, let me tell you that when Weaver was punching away, part yeah. of those punches were mine because <laughs> he <laughs> <that> was <laughs> sending <laughs> cash out to the dog track in between
1: oh, yeah. shifts and then oh, yeah, reporting he was, on the <laughs> affairs of the world. Nice, Tony.
4: He was. I like uh, that. He, he, he would come into my office, and he goes, hey, Kythe is running tonight. Kyth was a great dog. And I go, really? I said, what are the odds? He said, well, there we, we got to put some dough on it. So I gave him some money for Kyth, and I had I saw some, you know, i look at the odds, and my parents were going, and he'd hook up with my parents, and they'd be betting on the dogs. It was absolutely great.
2: Defoe and Louie always have a blast kicking it old school with the iconic Tony Segreto, brought to you by Catholic Health Services and Texas Roadhouse.
0: Iconic is uh, certainly appropriate when it comes to uh, mentioning the name of Tony Segretto because uh, you, uh, my friend, and I was talking about my uh, long musical distinction earlier in the program uh, where I somehow uh, ended up on the same stage as John McLaughlin and the Mahavishnu Orchestra in one of their initial concerts, which uh, featured Jan Hammer, of course, familiar Mm to uh, Miami uh, people here for uh, his uh, music and all the theme music for Miami Vice. Among uh, many other musical yeah. accomplishments, uh, so uh, it was like, uh, what was I doing there? But I mean, you—I mean—deserve all, all of the iconic stature that that we ascribe to you because you had a greyhound named
1: after you. Yes. I did. <laughs> did that? Did that dog ever? I mean, did he bury you?
0: Or I mean, and, and what was the story behind that? There, there was a dog that campaigned there was, when they uh, had dog racing here named Segreto.
4: Yeah, there was a. Uh, I was at the track. uh, And uh, this gentleman came up to me and watched me every night. And he was from Jersey. He was a dog breeder. He had dogs at Biscayne and at Flagler, uh, and at all the tracks. And and he said, "Listen, you know, we 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 know you're a Jersey guy, and uh, we we love watching you. We love following you. How would you feel about us naming a dog after you?" And I said, "That would be fun. That'd be that'd be awesome. uh, Why not Secretariat? Yeah, exactly." So, uh, so they named the dog Tony Segretto, and it was That's it was great. fun. It was so much fun. It was, uh, it was. Uh, I'll tell you what. Those it, it, did the people, dog
0: ever win? I mean, it must have won at some. Point. Yeah, he
4: won a he won
0: a couple of times. He wasn't he, good.
4: Yeah, yeah, he was. He was middle of the road. You know, yeah, dog. C but, grade. But, you know, if if yeah, exactly. Sea grade. You see and,
0: yourself, the great Tony great in is sea yeah. grade dog race as a testimonial to your greatness. Uh, <laughs>
4: yeah, the, the uh, you know, unless people, <laughs> I,
0: we I, we consider it an honor, though, Tony. Believe no,
4: it. listen unless people bring some of this stuff up i don't even think about it anymore you know but when you do you sort of shake your head and go wow i can't even there was ask. a sense
0: of unity and community yeah, in fact there, there was, was a dog racing named sagranto
4: yeah it was there was something really funny about it so it yeah, was it was, great. Uh, uh, it was it was a great time it was a great it was a great time for south florida because really that's when everything was was hopping. That was I our mean, culture
0: too. Was yeah. we had the dogs and we had hawaii and these are the unique dog. to us. Yep. Yep. And
4: hawaii yeah. was in its heyday. Hawaii mean, beautiful. Gosh, yeah. I remember Gulf going stream. to hawaii with my wife. We would get dressed up and go to the you know turf room, and it was just it was it was, it. was magical. It was yeah. just absolutely magical. Oh, you changed my background.
0: Well, I we put a little hawaii there, yeah. up there yeah. for a second there, and That's then we awesome. kind of messed awesome. it up. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't do these are all it's still as beautiful as ever. It really is. I mean, yeah, they they yeah. do a dynamite job over there. Uh, am I, am I, 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 it was great. Uh, did you like to sit outside? There was a bar outside. Yeah, and I used yeah. to like to sit on the ledge to the stairway after getting a drink at that bar. Uh, and it was by a scoreboard uh, yeah, by I one know, of the exactly. parking lots where the administrative offices were. Yeah, it's right down the way of, from here. It was yeah. uh, just opposite to them. And, uh, wow, I, I mean, the scenery... Literally, what was uh, phenomenal back
4: then. Yeah, it was breathtaking. You know, and what yeah. I had what was really. I'm good talking for- about
0: the ladies too. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure you noticed. Yeah. What was <laughs> for, babes, what, what everywhere. Was,
4: what was good for me. What was really cool for me is that I had uh, two of my high school teammates heavily involved. So Ray Garcia, who was in charge of parking everybody's car. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray's great Ray, man. Ray and I. Huh. Ray and I played played uh, high school football together and
0: got the mustache. Yeah. Mustache. yeah.
4: And then Dennis Testa, the Testa family uh, He and Dennis. I were baseball players together. And his family obviously are the ones that kept the grounds like they were. In fact, when we were in high school, Dennis was lived in that little house, right. Right. On, Amazing' We're like a flamingo uh,
1: yeah you know and uh, <laughs> uh,
4: so and Dennis and I still talk to this day and and he's uh, great. Yeah, great he re- he really is a he's, a he's a great just a great guy, so um uh, it was a wonderful time and 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 it, you know it's funny you you if you re- if you can really sit down and and slow your life down for a minute and reflect on uh, your parents telling you stories of their magical times during their days whenever that was in the 20s and 30s and 40s even though there was it was depression there was the the, you heard the stories of just love and camaraderie ship in the neighborhoods and what they got to do and you said wow that's pretty cool (laughs) and now we we have become those people and you and we talk about this for a young guy like luby uh, these are memories that are not meant to be compare what's going on today but memories of great times when you shared an iconic moments. I mean, it was when Miami Vice came into, into vogue and, you know, Don Johnson and all of that. And the Hurricanes were great and the Dolphins were great. And Shula and Marino. You had that buck the, the quarterback and Dan Marino, good looking, walked into a room, lit the room up. And then when he played on Sundays, lit the field up. Yep.
2: Uh, but you had fate,
0: though, you could ride on Marino's shoulders to victory in any game. Oh even, was never, even, yeah. oh, even even when God. they were getting beaten bad. There was out.
2: never a oh my
4: question God. about that. You, you I,
0: just, I'm not sure that Tua he, has that. No, not yet. No, there's no way. Or or Marino. and very few quarterbacks do. I mean, Josh you, Allen you, does. You oh, could maybe. feel it though, you Allen could ride Mahomes. this man's shoulders. Yeah. Rogers. I mean, Marino sustained it over such a long yeah, period of time yeah, with did. that feeling. Yeah. But but Josh and Allen Allen, has Allen it now. they're showing signs of being that, but you know, just never know. I
4: think Mahomes and Rogers are the two that I think. Rodgers, you know, I don't. I feel bad for Rodgers. I think it's sort of. Uh, it's but but really... he's had
0: a beautiful career. I mean, uh, he has an accomplishment. Had, he's, yeah, he's,
4: he's had a great career. He's had a great career. But yeah, it's fun to see and he's acknowledged. Young... F- yeah, for being great. We, we we it's fun to see these young guys. And I'm and I and I have to tell you this. I'm sort of over this whole Tom Brady thing. Like I'm just over it. I feel like I'm it's just done. Over you're, it you're, all. Uh,
0: more so I'm... than Giselle, Or I mean, uh,
4: you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just over it. I'm just like. You know, I, I, I everybody is comparing it and I get it. But you know what? We, we got to give these other guys their 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 own moment. You know, the the Rogers, the, the, these these guys that have played such a long time that are that have, you know, great careers and, and the young guys coming up. These young guys coming up are saving the league right now, whether whether it's Zach Wilson or Josh Allen or, or, or Patrick. Mahal, I mean, it doesn't matter uh you know lamar all these guys they're, they're saving the league and they're making the league exciting again and and i think that's i think that's wonderful to see
1: no
0: it's uh, very entertaining i mean as you said earlier the nfl has been extremely entertaining for the most part I except uh, i guess the uh, sunday night games and thursday night games and and they have what, what is a potential real clunker uh coming up tomorrow night with the bears who nobody oh, wants yeah. to see and uh, the Commanders, who, oh, I mean, it was interesting because we, we are big fans of Ron Rivera. He's one of the brace, Tony. I mean, yeah. just seems like pure good, overcame a lot. I mean, uh, you know, had cancer, and, and he handled everything uh, just like a real mensch of, of a human being. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys on Radio Road that comes around. Now, now rarely do you have a head coach, uh, that, a current active head coach in the NFL come around with, like, no publicists or, you know, no uh, kind of crew with him from the team, walking him around saying, okay, coach, he, he just goes by himself, man. Yeah. He, he's great. Yeah. Sits Current down, coach, talks to yeah. you, man to man, eyeball to eyeball. And, you know, while there's some coach speak uh, cliche stuff in there, you know, you get the feeling that uh, he's a very sincere individual. Agreed. And, uh, and he, he he calls out Carson Wentz. Uh, they they ask him at a press conference. You'll never see this, right? But he say, hey, what's the problem with the team? And he goes, the quarterback. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No,
4: no, I, I, listen, I, and you know what, I, I,
0: that means they're bad i mean uh, think about that what coach ever does that none and this is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet
4: i will tell you this you're talking about thursday and sunday night uh and talking to to sam their sunday night ratings have been through the roof they have had great they have had great turnout with with with, uh, viewers and their games have been fantastic really Uh, a casey
0: raider game was an excellent ball game oh my god it was
4: just it was a great game and uh, you know, I think I think Thursday's struggling a little bit. Oh, I know Monday stupid matches. Monday Monday Well they keep so- showing the
0: Broncos on Thursday. Yeah. Night, Monday are getting off uh,
4: Mon- Monday is still sh- Monday struggling still. Even even with, with, with Buck and with Aikman, it's uh it's, it's, well they weren't going to add
0: any viewers I, I, I think we, we yeah
4: we, that. we we did acknowledge that they just, they're just and, and
0: it's no different than the broadcast they had yeah. in any other year except you, you don't have the boogermobile yeah, yeah. and uh, you don't have uh, Jason, Jason. I, I,
4: you know what hey I'll tell you what you know who I think is doing a really nice job I listened to him the first time the other day is Greg Olson
2: I told you I thought, for that I, I oh, yeah I, yeah a lot of people I think
4: like I think Greg Olson's doing it he is, oh he's, he's a good he's, guy too I mean yeah he's a great guy, guy yeah. and you know what, he's just refreshing he's just different yep he's honest, man. Yeah. He, yep. he is. He's on, And he tells you different insightful things. I mean, yep. I, I, I think that, I think he's been, I think he's been wonderful. Yeah. He, to, he's to been impressive. I, you know, yeah. I,
0: a lot of people like him uh, very much. Uh, you know, they, it, it, it's funny too. Cause uh, I don't think this play by play guy is any different than uh, Joe Buck in, in nah, terms Burkhart's of fine. He's solid, uh, right? the way he calls a game. And yet everybody's yeah. like, Oh, well, geez, you know, they don't have Joe Buck there anymore. But uh, you know, and, and it's probably taken away from Olsen. Yeah, getting uh, recognition as yeah. being, Joe. Joe doesn't really, you know. Joe, really,
4: you, know, Joe's just, you know, he's like his dad, man. They're just steady. They just do their. Just it's
0: do their not training. that complicated, though, Tony. That, that's no. the thing. I mean, I know, it, it's not. It, it's not a job that requires like a ninety million dollar skill. No, it doesn't. You know, <laughs> Hey, I
4: will tell you that you know who else I'm enjoying, by the way, is um oh my gosh, they, they our our quarterback who's been he played for like twelve different Trent Green. 15, uh, no, no, no. Like sucks. no. Our, our guy who went to Harvard or Yale. The, the oh, oh, Fitz Patrick. Oh, Fitz Patrick. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, actually. He's, actually he's not bad he's actually. He's he's fun. He's just fun. Yeah, he's just funny. He's got that, that beard going. You know that that whole. But he has whole, insight into all situations. That whole that whole group of people in, in the, the Amazon. Of, actually, the Amazon. Yeah, the Amazon game. Uh, he's the only one that's. I mean, Tony can. Tony, Tony Gonzalez, Gonzalez never says anything. He
0: looks, he looks great. He, great. he remind anything. you of Rick Fox? I mean, yeah, he yeah, was the same thing. But yeah, he, Rick Fox, Tony Gonzalez.
4: Never says a thing. Richard a lot of Sherman, cliches. Is, Sherman is fun. Sherman's I classic. Love, I love I love Sherman. He's all right. Yeah. You know, and and had but, another guy
0: on there, I couldn't figure out who he was. I don't know Rick who something. that
4: is. Yeah, I don't know who he, that is. He looked
0: like he came from another uh, genre, not, not like he, football.
4: Yeah. Like he was an
0: MMA fighter they were trying to promote for the next premier boxing champions or whatever.
4: But you know, they they've just been and so I so I love Greg Olson. I think and I think Street's done a beautiful job. Yeah, Her Street's okay. On, he's on really stuff. he's he's done a great job.
0: none, it's, none it's, of them will ever be L D regardis, though, man. No. I mean it's unfortunate. That, and one of a kind there. Yeah. Where, where the guy would, would would just absolutely you know go transcendental and, and call a play three plays down the line that was gonna happen. Yeah. And be yeah. absolutely I mean Spot on. I mean, just, yeah. uh, you know, including the fact that Namus was uh, going to take advantage of the fact that the wind was blowing 60 miles an hour in his face, underthrow Don Maynard, and he was going to slip around, uh, you know, uh, you know some Fred Williamson and, and go in for a touchdown. And, and then it would happen just like that. It, it, yeah. it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. All uh, school with Tony Scredo here. And uh, we're brought to you by a great company as well. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. Brilliant. And. Uh, did you see the consensus? Seems to be the bone in ribeye is the steak to order. The yes, choice. yeah I anyway.
4: love all, And I tell you, I just heard from Ed. I, te- I just sent Ed a text and I told him how great he was today. And Ed said he loves coming on with us and he added, I love reading the comments. So yeah, those those, are those, are yeah. those yeah, comments go, a mean a lot to him and, and they mean a lot to us because it tells us that we're doing we're doing the right thing and we're with the right people. And it's not just Texas Roadhouse. We're also with an amazing company. Called Catholic Health Services. Yes, we, we talk about this. Um, only we, class with you, Tony. That's we, what I love about being no, associated with you. It, just, it's a just, real
0: departure for Luby and me. But uh, only, <laughs> no, no, we're, we're lucky to be representing <laughs> some very classy places and people, you know, as well. But uh, but you, I mean, honestly, it's in mensch categories that are unparalleled. I thank you for that.
4: But uh, you know, I've been very blessed with Catholic Health Services. They've been with us from day one, as has Texas Roadhouse, and you know, we we met them and. We, we, got, we got a chance, like Texas Roadhouse, we, we got a chance to tour what they do and meet the doctors and meet the administrators and meet the people in charge of all the different rehab facilities. And when you meet them, I remember coming home to tell my wife, and I said to Roseanne, I said, man, these people are different. Just, it's just a different breed of people. Their love for what they do, their passion for what they do, their uh, expertise and their acumen for what they do is, is unmatched. I said, and, and and I haven't even gotten into the, the deep, the, you know, the deep, deep information into what they do. I'm just telling about first glance when you meet them and shake their hands. And then later when I when I started learning more about them and what they do and see how they're involved in the community. They're at every major event with a, with a tent talking about education. And we, we and I think I, I want to kind of hone in on this today. It's not just being reactive because. I have a bad hip and I had surgery, or, or I had a stroke and I need rehab. It's not about being reactive. Tech, uh, Catholic Health Services is all about being proactive, too. And they're, they're, in, they're ingrained in this community. They're, they're a fabric that runs through the community, whether you're Dade Broward or Palm Beach County. They're, they're going to all these different public events with a, with a tent, trying to educate us on, Blood pressure, cholesterol. Do we get a shot? Do we not get a shot? Do we match a COVID shot, the next booster with a flu shot? Uh, what do I do if I need this? How, how do I eat now that I'm older? How do I eat if I'm younger? How much exercise do I need? Do I really need 10,000 steps or 5,000 steps enough for me? How active do I have to be? So all of these things are important to keep us healthy because God forbid we do need some of these, these things for whether it's, again, God forbid, a stroke, a hip, whatever it is. The the better shape we're in going in, the better shape it's gonna it, we, it, we're gonna get out of this a lot better and be out of it quicker. So Catholic Health Services is all about making sure we stay healthy. So God forbid when we do have an issue, we're gonna be able to get better quicker than we could have ever imagined because of their help, their expertise, their love, and their passion. Catholic Health Services. Trust me when I tell you, special special place with special people.
0: My brother, who uh, is, you know, he inherited my father's intellect and uh, scored like a perfect score on his SATs. Made, uh, you know, a lot of different scores in business. uh, Very successful while operating entirely on his own. Uh, And and very discriminating when it comes to this sort of thing. And very critical. And and he said, uh, without qualification, this is the most professional organization that I've ever dealt with in Florida, period. But without, uh, you know, any qualification on that. And that... I'm telling you, it's not easy praise to come by from this man. So uh, that 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 said it all to me, and I I experienced that too. Uh, Tony, it, it was night and day yeah. uh, from the minute Catholic Health Services got involved in, in, in my mother's situation, and they did a tremendous job. And I mean, it really, really, and, and you know, it, it actually you, you start you know cheering up because you're thinking she was going through tyranny. Before that, and and what hell these people were putting my mother through, and you can't do anything about it because you can't talk to anybody. It's just such a a difference, people. Uh, You know, Tony, I know people think he's a little pie-in-the-sky-ish, but, uh, you know, he's absolutely (laughs) on the money. (laughs) He saw some good in this last loss by the Canes. No, I mean, he's great, but uh, this this is in all sincerity, one dynamite company, Catholic Health Services. Do yourself a favor. Avoid the anxiety. Yeah, for sure. All right. We're coming back with more. We'll wrap things up. A uh, lot to talk about. Interesting, man, that, that I would be uh, still hung up on the uh, distinction that, that you had uh, of having a dog named after you, a greyhound, <laughs> that actually raced. People thought there was a horse called Defoe Street uh, that campaigned. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's still running, uh, but you know, it was fairly recently there was a horse called Defoe Street, but was a fairly successful racehorse. And everybody thought it was named for me. But I, I had no idea. I mean, it even existed until one day I'm sitting there going, look at this. I should probably bet this horse, Defoe Street. And, of course, he ran dead last.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which shows you not every hunch is a good one. Exactly. Right. Yeah, no, no. Co- coming back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. Here comes Sigretto. It's uh, 8.52. The ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at Beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, highly apart.
4: Hey, folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this, if you want the best, unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place. And that one place is Catholic Health Services.
2: These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for landlubbers, raw bar and grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you
1: are a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from
2: 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a burger. and a they're amazing. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness, for Landlubbers, for making you always feel right at home.
0: Why is it necessary? I mean, it's cliche at this point to put the guy out there on, on the edge of the pier uh,
1: and uh, be oh, reporting. Oh, I couldn't as, agree as with you more. so not wrong. you can't
0: fake caring. Women can sense this immediately. You don't really care. You didn't really want to do any of this. We now return to The defo Show. All right, welcome back to the show, uh, the Depot Show. Mike Louie Lubitz, looking sharp today. There, uh, does it not look like he, uh, you know, is in the office of an FBI investigator? <laughs> that yeah, what in is back, we got a we have a new board.
2: we have a new background. We no. have my wife's office. It's not new. In, in the next month, we'll have a new background. Right now, we, we have still, a,
4: we have a Lacoste. We have a Lacoste. Uh, it's sure
2: a
0: Lacoste shirt.
4: Okay, uh, 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 good. My wife's no. office you, you, for this you week. You kind of got this Lululemon thing <laughs>
0: going on, or,
1: or he uh... looks like a private investigator. It looks like an office like Nick Nolte
0: in <laughs> the movie uh, when he's uh, like a low-level private investigator. No, For him real to face. really look
4: like a private investigator, he yeah, needs
0: a it. donut in this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony's with us. We have a few minutes off with Tony, so uh, we have a few things to get into, uh, including, man, I-, I was dying, Tony. I mean, you would appreciate this because nobody wants to see Nick Saban lose more than I do, even
1: oh, if
0: it's at the expense of Jimbo Fisher, another Agreed. coach, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, but, Saban.
2: Agree. You go but they get
0: there i mean they're right on the precipice of this I and know. uh you know it looks like nick is going down possibly for the second time this year he dodges a bullet against texas and now texas a&m has him by the jugular and they have a fourth down and a guy throws some kind of stupid pass out to the corner that apparently was tipped off by a lip reader and uh and and that's it they lose and, and nick know. survives and still has they almost go into last. And, and,
4: he, and he's still being an absolute jerk. To oh, obviously, he's still oh, just gosh. He's almighty. an asshole. Yeah, plain I mean, and just, simple. Just, gosh, just be a human being for goodness' sake. Just, I mean, oh how God. difficult is that? But listen, I, I have to tell you. So, I, you know, last week I, I bet, I just bet two games that I felt pretty high. Oh
1: yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, and and so Sounds I was like, you I, hit them both too.
4: No, no, I split them. I
0: I, I, oh, split right.
1: them.
4: I had, uh, I had Utah. Cause I really thought that they would do well against UCLA and I was disappointed in that, but I had, I had Tennessee and oh, Tennessee, I, I yeah. really felt, I really felt strong about Tennessee.
0: So how do this you feel week, about them against Bama? I, I like them against Bama.
4: I really, really seven like and a them hook. against Bama. I know that's a, that's a nice number. Yes. And, and so the I, the hook
0: I, being a big key there.
4: Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I, I love the way Josh Heupel coaches. I love the way Tennessee is playing and you know Alabama's kind of on the ropes now. Now they may they may get you know they may get you know get some wind in their sail if Bryce Young comes back, but I, I don't know you know where that stands. I mean, what kind of miracle Alabama's going to pull to bring him back? But uh, it was uh, I I I think that this could be this could be it. I mean, if it's ever going to happen, uh, it's going to be it'll be this week. You know,
0: it's almost Tommy Hearns-like where, where, you know, the guy is a dynamite fighter. He's got uh, bricks in his hands, both uh, sides. And yet, uh, you know that his chin is a little bit soft. Yep. And, uh, you know, as much of a champion as he is, I mean, if a guy catches him with a shot, you know, you're going to see a different Tommy Hearns, uh, you know, in spite of what he did in the Hagler fight. Uh, and and then later on in his career, if you tap the guy, boom, he went down. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's happening with Alabama, but they have been vulnerable Why, look, in a couple it, of games. Is this close, well, Tony, to euphoria. Yeah. I was this, this close. Uh, and,
4: uh, d- d- we all were. we're and ju- tell <laughs> Julian I'm not getting 11. No, I am not getting <laughs> uh, Everybody
0: get, knows you're dealing with a difficult. Defoe, Defoe
4: has Defoe's got some trumpism in him, man. He has got people believing I'm getting all these all these like, weird numbers. Hey,
0: hey, hey listen, man. We're, well, we're not, not planning awful. nuclear documents at your place. I mean, uh, you know, just coming in here, breaking in uh, the FBI breaking in through the window, smashing a window like they're at the Capitol building. And then just uh, saying Hey, listen, uh, like they were Mark Furman. Let me drop a glove on. I mean, the spread's seven books. and a hook.
2: There's no, no reason yeah. why. I, usually you get 16. Your book is screwing you if you're not even getting 11. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, but you, so you're getting, you buy an you're, you're, you're show, getting teaser spreads. You're getting teaser spreads when everybody else is playing exactly. Regular,
1: uh, exactly.
0: Regular line. I, I wanted to ask you this, though, because yeah. uh, Julian also yeah. uh, and Jim Sarney uh, you know, put a thing up here on the chat line about how all these big-time sports stars, including Tom Brady, LeBron James, And uh, was it Serena Williams or somebody, uh, you know, are buying into this pickleball league? Yeah. And I don't know. Are you involved in the pickleball craze? Because, I I mean, I still love going out there and playing tennis. My dad plays it like twice a day. Even on a a gimpy ankle. I've watched uh, people playing pickleball. I've seen guys getting pickleball lessons. I I know friends of mine are huge fans of playing pickleball. And and I have no desire to play this game. Uh, So, uh, I mean, it just crazy. I
4: I have so many friends that are so into it, and yeah. I, like you, could care it. Yeah, it looks uh, a little weak to me. I haven't I, seen I it, yet. it I haven't seen it. You're not it. running. I, I just,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. The ball is like this giant plastic wiffle ball or something, and, uh, you know, it, it doesn't even bounce. Uh, it was like the time I played uh, a couple of friends of ours, uh, well, that you're familiar with, Steve Wine from the Associated yeah. Press. Harvey Fialcoff, and the great yeah. Marty Fleischman all right, yeah. uh, from Dania and yeah. Miami Highlight fame. And we used to play tennis together, and we decided, let's try to play grass court tennis. There was only one grass court that we knew of, and it was on Key Biscayne. Uh, you know, they have the public park there, beautiful uh, public facility. And you had to, like, book the reservation, you know, like six months in advance to, yeah. to play on these uh, grass courts. They were only available a limited amount of time. We go out there, and, and it pours rain. Uh, right up to the time that we're supposed to play it finally stops raining and uh, the guy still lets us out on the court but the ball it didn't bounce an inch off the ground and that's what pickleball looks like to me it, like playing like you know all with a bocce ball.
4: All I know is there's a public park near where I live in Florida and yeah. it's part of it's part of my walk part of my routine nice. and in the morning at eight o'clock
1: they're busting just- it.
4: Fifty people yeah. waiting to get on this one court. It's crazy. A one court they have. That's it. Yeah, they, they have yeah. like
0: twenty of them in Papua. Yeah. I mean,
4: I mean, it's 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 yeah. Somebody Sarny goes what forty million players by twenty thirty. That's insane. Well, it's, it's a sport in,
2: that you can play when you get a little bit older because it's less stress on your knees and your back, and that's fine. I've never pe- watched it, and why would I want to watch it? On people TV? are pe- people yeah.
4: are investing. People are investing in this. As, I as, as know. It's what he said. It
0: doesn't it look way. that exciting to me though. I mean, I was watching. It you you could appreciate this. I I thought the Roger Federer send off thing when he was in the Labor Cup there and he played doubles with Nadal, Tony. I mean I, you know you think I'm a you know a sports hard on and uh, hate everything. I teared up. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? I mean it, it was great, but but the competition that that was going on there it, it was such action with, with uh, you know the star players they had. I mean they had all the greatest players in there with the exception of Alcaraz. And uh, it, it was fantastic, and the matches were phenomenal. Yeah. And and, and I'm watching yeah. that, and then I think I flicked over to some pickleball thing that was on, where they're now televising a lot of this, and and it looked like you know two old men in the Smith Barney commercial. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I say
4: old chap. Yeah. I, I, I where's the excitement it. in this game? I, I, I don't. I,
0: I don't see it. It's it's
4: not something that interests it's me. It's not, at not all a to Even play.
0: Yeah. It's nuts. I mean, bull yeah, riding would be more appropriate, I, I, I would I, think. I,
4: I totally, I totally agree. So, let me, before we go, All right. Yes. how do you like, what do you think about Alabama-Tennessee?
0: I, I, you know, with that I'm going to like Tennessee. with everything I have in my uh, emotional fibers, uh, you know, for Tennessee to yeah, win this I'm game. Rooting,
2: right? Well, and it's almost at eight, eight points, and Tennessee's been good. Like, I don't know, yeah. I, I still have questions for Hypo, but Hendon Hooker's legit, their defense is solid. Well, what are your questions about Hypo? I like their offenses are really good. Their defenses can struggle because he does that fast paced thing that eventually it tires out your defenses. And a lot of these teams that try to slow it down. He when you do that fast pacing and they try to slow it on you, it hurts you offensively and then defensively. So I don't know. We'll see against a team like Alabama that can do both. But to me, I'm waiting for a team to go after Milrow. He's a true freshman. Like unless Young's back in this game, which he may be. Milro's played well, but he's a true freshman. Like at some point, point, we've talked about it, the big moment, we make fun of twenty four it. The big moment is the thing that screws true freshmen. Like, a yeah, true freshman yeah. versus a Tennessee that's top five now and played really well and puts up a lot of points, so he's going to have to score. I, I, You should be able to come after that guy. So uh, around eight points, like, if you can get up to eight points, I would take Tennessee. I mean, and on the lot. road, right? That's I mean, a lot.
0: Uh, this kid's got to play on the road, and yep. that's and not an easy Tennessee's a tough place, place right? to Knoxville. Yeah. They have over 100,000 right. people there. Let's hope they go down, Tony. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I hope they, they go, go down. down? Yeah, what about
4: right. FSU and Clemson?
2: I, don't I, I really don't know. In there. I really don't know. Like I'm not gonna lie. I, they, they, the funny thing is, it's not the team. Like these fans calling for Norvell are dumb because he's not getting fired right now. But I question it's, it's not their effort. It's not their talent. It's not the way they're playing. They had a two touchdown lead on the road at not in the late afternoon nighttime. It's his coaching. Like this is now the second or third time this year where he's had the gimme in front of him, and he's take LSU. Why are you pitching it? You could freaking kneel end the game. Even if your kicker sucked, he's making a 20-yarder. The same thing happened in this game. You had a field goal in your pocket to win. You're around the 20. Anything will work. But I
0: mean, he hates to kicker, go, right? Going,
2: you can despise your kicker, but they were at the 20. And they it was second and eight. So get another 10 yards. And they were moving it down the field. Get another 10 yards. And either get the touchdown or get a field goal. But to go, you have your quarterback run to the right, go across his body, in midfield.
0: At, yeah. he, he's leaning with the radical, right, as you can tell. Well, no, he but that, I mean. that's
2: well, – uh, what I, I don't
0: is, like that call. I I'm sorry.
4: how much was that, the quarterback doing it, that, or the call. I
2: think it was all the quarterback. I no, There's no way Norvell wants that so, call. Right, Luby's right. stopped
0: game. just short of calling for a storming of the Capitol building <laughs> in Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. No, I, well, I, I, I was I'm just I'm With a bunch sure. of MAGA Republicans.
4: I, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't know uh, how it will play out, but I, I – it would not surprise me if Florida State pulls this up. I mean, they're at home, and it's
2: night, and uh, they've not. It would they've been not, close. It would not surprise
0: me. The old uh, joke applies to the, well, Miami. They're underdogs in the bye week. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it's got. Don't yeah, they play? They, they don't, don't
2: have, have a bye week. Do
0: they have a bye week? All right, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get out of it. Tony, uh, always a pleasure. What are you up to now? I mean, uh, what, what presidents are you going to be talking to? Are you going to Saudi <laughs> Arabia and iron out this thing? I'm no, uh, – uh, Where next, are you going?
4: Ne- next up are the Board of Trustees at U.M. Hmm.
0: A couple oh weeks. yeah, and
4: what's we'll happening there, Tony? What's no, going on? it's all part of the my what we're doing for the oral history project for twenty. Oh, beautiful, Jim yeah. Larroquette.
0: By the way, uh, the season cranks up soon. Uh, fourth ranked them. team in the ACC by whatever yeah, rankings. Yeah, yeah, I, I love saw.
4: Jimmy. I love Jimmy. I think. listen. Yeah. I, lost two I, of I, his big scores,
0: but uh, I, I, in a transfer I kid.
4: cannot tell you. I, I know that I went there and I did their games and all their coaches shows. I I, I got the tie that you know, and I understand. Uh, and I love the University of Miami. They're my school. I mean, when you go there and you, you know.
0: Be true to your school.
4: Yeah. So, but I love what's oh, going is great on. I, I love what's going on on campus. I love it. I, I, I feel that things will be moving in the right direction. It, it, there's going to be some, you know, we're going to take it on the chin a few times. And there's going to be, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get off the canvas. But it's going to take some time. And you just got to just got be patient here and and not be jumping off ship. And just because it's in vogue, like we said earlier, to fire your coach and bring in somebody new, every time you do that, you set your program back two or yeah, three yeah. years, every single time you do that. So you need to understand that. It, why in the world would would Nebraska – why would – Why? I mean, all these schools that are firing these guys so early. Well, the Wisconsin really is the only one that was – Now the, the two, now two people they want is the, the guy uh, –
0: Matt Rule. Rule.
4: Matt Rule. But yeah, but Lance, the, the guy at. Uh, oh, where, where the heck? He, he's at. Uh, no. Uh, what's, his first name is Lance. Uh, why oh, don't God. I don't even know. Don't Good know.
2: for you. me, um,
4: yeah, maybe. I
0: don't know. Maybe. All right, Tony, maybe we should leave on this senior moment. we <laughs> yeah, got to get out of here, man. Like, nobody guy, knows what you're the talking guy about. Wisconsin was the stupidest fighter. Either of us can save you, unfortunately, because oh, well, we've lost our memory and uh, Eric Fowling uh. just. Closely enough to really have a comment on it anyway. Yeah. Tony, we love you, man. I yeah, mean, uh, Tony, good luck with the trustees you. today. Yeah, thank you. When well, I, when no, I think of trustees, week. I that's think of prison week. trustees. That's I mean, next, uh, you know. No,
4: that's next week. Did you put the check in the mail, by the way?
0: I did, yeah. He did. That's he's that's, actually been on be it. Yeah. He's been doing his thing. He's been We're on right it. on top of it. No, if I tell you I sent it, I sent it. He's yeah. been, yeah. been yeah. on it. My mailman didn't come to like 6 o'clock, though, last night. What was he doing? I'm not sure. Was he on smoking weed, you know, at lunchtime? Maybe I have one of our sponsors on the lunch box. We get cheese taken or something. <laughs> Six o'clock. And what do I get? Nothing except a casino come on, Stony. That's all go. I get.
2: That's about right.
0: Come here, come there, we'll fly you here, we'll fly you there. And they're all after the Mustang's So uh, slot money. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. All right, Tony, we'll we see really you next you, time. Oh, you guys. Always a pleasure, my friend. Have a great day. And, and let's arrange that Texas Roadhouse uh lunch. Yeah, Tony. when he's he back next time. Lance Who, man. Now it's gonna drive. I don't know. I don't Lance. know about Lance. What's Good for about? him. I don't know. All right. Uh, if you didn't catch it yesterday, uh, log on to our Believe podcast, After Hours uh, yep. with Defoe and Louie. That's B-L-E-A-V Network. And uh, Tara Lipinski was a lot of fun yesterday. We talked a little bit about Johnny Weir on the uh, on the interview that we did and uh, it was posted yesterday. Uh, I know a lot of people may not be familiar with it, but Believe podcast. And, and she's a very enjoyable person. Sarney listened and to Jasmine. it and
2: loved it. Sarney thought she was great.
0: Who, who did? not
1: Jim, oh, Jim Sarney Yeah oh, uh, No,
0: I, I mean that's one of those ones. Let me. I wish you could circle back with these people and say, hey, maybe we could get her on for a more significant I know, I'd like period to have of a time. Because yeah. yeah, I mean uh, the Johnny Weir stuff alone was going to take me an hour to uh, get through. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she like went on too long about the new show. I, I mean, know. so it was like, it was uh, listen, Tara, we Did we have know, other material didn't... here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good for you, but.
0: I see what you can do about that. I I found her uh, delightful. And actually, she has like, you know, I must have a zillion stories about the skating thing. Holy Tanya Hardy. She won on Olympic gold,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) Olympic gold in figure skating. I mean, uh, there was a period there where certain American favorites were going to end up winning the thing, right? But it wasn't a certainty all the time. And, you know, it had to be a weird experience, right? Because, I mean, look how these people, it's such a, you know, they're literally on thin ice, right? Wouldn't that be the headline? Every time. Lipinski on thin ice uh but uh, she she won a gold medal She she was a heavy favorite and I think she like ran away with the thing like it was never yeah, she doubt was great no she was a legend yeah, tremendous yeah and then this Johnny Weir thing at the Kentucky Derby I mean could there be a bigger departure from the people you're trying to appeal to or who commonly are associated with the game than Lipinski and and Johnny Weir hosting <laughs> <the> Kentucky <laughs> Derby thing. exactly <laughs> and, and Johnny Weir is picking horses for you and, and you're thinking of this guy with a, like a three-day stubble who hasn't bathed or show, you know, showered in, uh, you know, a couple of days, and you know, is trying to, you know, steal some guy's racing form off the bar, and, and that's the guy that's watching.
1: <laughs> As
0: Johnny Weir goes, I love the ten.
2: Oh, that's it. Probably is the Kansas head coach. Well, good for Tony for knowing that, and good for yep. you, Julian, for uh, saving Tony's arse. <laughs>
0: oh, Lance Leopold, yeah, it's good. Is that how you say his name, Leopold? I would think so. Julian, uh, good job, Julian, all day long, man. Julian's been on top of it. All right, uh, we, we'll see you guys uh, next time. Check out that Lipinski thing on Believe. And then uh, tomorrow uh, we'll uh, put up our thing with Brandon Lang, which has uh, been hysterical. And if you're looking for handicapping, um, I mean, it, it's an interesting dynamic that we had to our degenerate Friday contingent, uh, having Brandon Lang on our Believe podcast. And then Mike Mayo with the lunchbox. And maybe, I mean, I don't know. I don't think, uh, I wish Mustang had shot some video of him on a dance floor.
2: Okay, I was going to ask you, you're talking about him dancing. I'm like, I didn't know he was dancing. Like, no one told me he was dancing. I'm like, how did you know he was dancing? I didn't realize you were, like, with him.
0: He was there, yeah. And he came out to see Matt Schofield, which was a freebie, which was, you know, indicative of the fact that uh, South Florida has maybe, I mean, the best music scene, uh, I would imagine, you know, in L.A. You could go see some, some great acts. New playing
2: You know, and why.
0: This, this is this is better than New Orleans. I I, I believe that. Really I, I know that it seems like oh, an so outrageous that's... statement. That's impressive. But uh, if these guys ever assembled in a bar in New Orleans, uh, it would have been, like, not un- uncommon uh, maybe to see, like, Wynton Marsalis show up Jeez. and play with these guys. Yeah. This is top-notch stuff going that's on impressive. at a dive know. bar in the middle of, uh, like, Lighthouse Point. All right. Uh, we will uh, – and, and Mayo gave the thumbs-up to the chicken quesadilla, which, uh, you know, oh, you didn't, that he was did the place where he, con- he had <laughs> condemned the tacos, which are very good without even trying them. So that was great. All right, well uh, – the Mayo New Dance Show. Yeah, that's a great idea. Jim Sarney says we should have dancing with Mike Mayo. That's M-A-Y-E-A-U-X in honor of his new French-Canadian uh, citizenship. Because <laughs> he's bitching about a $5 glass of seltzer. All right, uh, we'll see you at 12 o'clock, too, with Mike Mayo as well. As uh, we leave, you know that. The time. It was good to see him happy, though, Luby. You know what I mean? Like, he, he sometimes seems a little bit down. But would you agree?
2: Uh, Yes. He, can, he starts most yeah. shows down, and then we have to wake him up. It's like a Paul right. man.
0: You don't know if you want to order him a drink or a razor blade. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which one? He'll get more uh, joy on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy, though. I really do. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's
1: 9-12. Let's go to eat a damn snack.
0: Look what they've done to my
4: show.